Occupy the Clintons. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, October 16, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 348. This is No Agenda. Occupying the Occupied here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where we're occupying the occupiers of the occupied, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Hey, we got the little sting in there that you like so much. The sting. The stinger, yeah. It's a great time to be alive, my friend John C. Dvorak. Well, hello, Adam Curry, and uh, uh, I want to, I don't know, I'm getting off to a bad start. In the morning to you. In the morning to you, and in the morning to all ships at sea. (laughs) Hey, not just the ships at sea, in the morning to the FBI, now officially uh, contracting companies to record all news distributed on the interwebs as evidence for future terrorisms. Which would be uh, us. Squirrel. <laughs> and uh, in the morning to all the human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. And in the morning to all the occupiers worldwide. There's a reason why they call you human resources and you are being sucked dry of them. This is the program that helps you recharge. A little bit. Yeah, to some degree. We just... We're just two guys trying, really. It's the best we can do. <laughs> we're, just, we're just trying the best we can. We're no, just getting by. I, I think it is a it is a great time to be alive, John, because uh, we are seeing things around us, which uh, in some ways I've been hoping for, certainly. And, of course, there is... Uh, <laughs> this is the second half of the show stuff? No, or? this is not second half. No, 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 no UFOs. I'm talking about the Occupy movement. Oh. Yesterday, the 15th of October, uh, Occupy the World. Uh, <laughs> ocu- occupy... That is. Occupy the, the moon bases. And... Um, uh, this is it's an it's an exciting time for a program like this because when you get a mass media exposure of any topic, certainly of something like this, that's when the douchebags move in and start to control things. And it's fun to watch and uh, challenging. I think it's a challenge to see who's trying to capture what message and do what. And and uh, I find that uh, to be part of our uh, job to society. Well, this has been quite amusing. This all of a sudden, somehow, and for reasons unknown, the people in Rome and Portugal, among other places, uh, have decided to to do their own Occupy Wall Street demonstration yeah. because uh, they're so concerned about Wall Street uh, in these countries. They don't even know this is going on. Obviously, I mean, they have their own. It's like they have, you know, they got these riots have been going on, and nobody in the media has been covering anything, right? So they. You know, all of a sudden, Occupy Wall Street, they ignore that for two whole weeks at least, and they start covering and say, what are we going to do? Because these things, you know, these riots have broken out all over the world. We haven't covered them for over a year. You know, the Greek ones we've talked about for a long time. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go over there, have somebody bring an Occupy Wall Street sign, hold it up, and then make everybody think that this is all part of the thing that started here in the United States, even though it's been going on all all over the place for over a year. And then that'll give us the excuse we'll be out of it. People can't condemn us anymore for our lousy coverage yeah even randy corvin better known as at a carvin on the tweeters is now all of a sudden he's tweeting about this oh yeah oh yeah welcome welcome to reality douche (laughs) unbelievable i will tell you this though uh so this kind of something started uh, earlier this week which was 15 october.net and uh this was the uh i guess kind of the central have you seen the website 
kind of like the no. central hub that has started to spark off. Uh, and it's not the Occupy Wall Street necessarily that, that was being portrayed in Rome and, and Athens and everywhere else. Uh, but uh, Occupy, which I, I love the, the Occupy meme. Um, what's interesting is if you do a, a little uh, who is lookup on this 15october.net, uh, the address of the registrant is uh, the wife of the Ecuadorian foreign minister, whose address is at the United Nations building in New York. Um, Paulina Acros, 866 United Nations Plaza, Suite 516, New York, New York, 10017. Uh, so it seems to me like um, this is just one of the many ways that uh, true outrage True outrage and, and anger and uh, and dissatisfaction is already being hijacked because I think that the the true globalists <laughs> love this. I think this is exactly what they want because when you get the slaves being all uh, angry and uppity and disobedient, then you know we can bring in all kinds of martial law and all kinds of rules and regulations. I think they actually they encourage this. I think they like it well, very they, very they much. They have been encouraging it, according to uh, the insiders and these things. They say Obama's told everybody to. Uh, let them, you know, let, I mean, as far as long as they can, let them, don't, don't bust heads. <laughs> yeah, don't, I, I have to say some of the YouTube videos just been fascinating to watch uh, with the yeah, cops. Yeah, you think and, most of them are fake. I, I, I think a lot of them are, well, I think I, I would agree with you. Yeah, staged for sure. Some, uh, of, some of them are fake out, outright, but some are staged, sure. The local news coverage of the stuff going on in the San Francisco Bay Area is more, is I think, a little more classic. People don't get to see so much of this, but this is... If you play America is Broken clip one, you'll hear exactly the kind of thing that they're promoting. You know, instead of out and out ridicule, they run these clips. Through downtown. America is broken. It is seriously broken and it needs to be fixed. The crowd, a cross section of people with different reasons for joining in, but all equally passionate and frustrated. The government ain't helping us. They bail out everybody else. They didn't bail out the people, the people that's getting their homes foreclosed on. Jobs, also a sore point for one Iraq war veteran who says many vets can't find work. They need a job, and uh, right now, you know, they're, they're basically, you know, just struggling to survive. I don't think uh, it's not right. I don't think they've just, they haven't received all the right memos. I mean, this is, that's kind of real stuff, right? There's real war veterans who can't find jobs, and that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. part of the anger. That's absolutely real. Yeah. Yeah, but if the message is always the same. Is that the government needs to do this for me? The government government needs to do that for me. I mean, when you play clip two, I think the more classic Berkeley liberal is there de- demanding, you know, more government help on, on a situation that uh, you know instead of just anger at the at the government being part of the problem. It seems to me to be reversed, which is, of course, your point. Pictures made just one stop outside the county jail. I want our government to spend more money on social programs that help our communities. I want them to better our schools and give our libraries back to us. Police blocked some intersections and directed traffic. The crowd walked for about an hour with no major confrontations. For some, a feeling that this is a movement that can't be stopped. The first time I ever protested, ever like stood up for anything. Like This is the biggest chance young people, old people, whoever have had in years to actually stand up and have a voice. You know, there's, okay. uh, th- there's only one guy who actually has it right, by the way. And he had it right in 2009. And we already highlighted this guy. You know what I'm talking about? No. Hold on the, a the, the, the rent is Either too high. there's going to be a revolution, Patrick Henry style here in America, 
Well, 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 this is the Reverend Reverend uh, Manning from 2009. Hey, I, the guy, the guy, the rent is too high. Guy also had it right. <laughs> yeah, but this guy, is, but I like Manning. Listen, uh, just a little bit of this. God fearing, uh, Jesus loving Americans <laughs> are going to stand up and say we're not going to take it no more. No, no, I got to take it. Not going to take it. <laughs> I love this guy. And uh, he was so right. There's going to be riots in the streets. Uh huh. Because they're tired. Worse than the riots. In South Central Los Angeles, after they acquitted uh, the, uh, the the cops that beat up Rodney King, uh, you think that you and those black people ride. Just let him get into it. You haven't seen anything, <laughs> and I'm not advocating killing and murder and stealing and robbing. That's not what I'm advocating. I'm just telling you what people are gonna do. Yay! People are sick of this. Sick people of are tired, tired of the long legged Mac Daddy. You know, <laughs> that's it. People are tired of the long-legged Mac Daddy, John. That's the whole thing. I should play this as an end of show clip. You should. The guy is so great. I can great. listen to that guy for hours. Oh. He's good. He, he says, your white people ain't going to take it. They're tired of being pushed around. Tired of being pushed around. Now, amongst all of this, there is, of course, always some fun stuff. Certainly on the local news, who, as we've just pointed out, you know, they, they don't really know what to do with this because they haven't been giving their, uh, their, just get their, clips. their marching orders. Uh, here is from, uh, I think this is Seattle, Occupy Seattle, and uh, a nice prompter fail. Always good for some hilarity on the show. Protests spread to other countries, signs of a global movement. They call it the Global Day of Action for the Occupy Movement. And here in Seattle, nearly a thousand people have converged onto Westlake Park in downtown Seattle. King 5's Tanya Mosley is live at the park where protesters are set to pinch tits, pitch tents for the nighttime. <laughs> I mean, what was he thinking? The guys. Well, did you see the clip? The clip floating around YouTube of the women with the topless women protesting in New York. It must be. He's like pinch tits. No, there was a bunch. I, yeah. I should have. I sent you this thing as I was going to, and I just didn't do it. There's a there's a great clip on YouTube. I haven't of, seen that one. And yeah. it's a bunch of women. A couple of them are actually quite attractive, and they're and one of they're, but they got no tops. Yeah, well, perfect. And they're and they're, and they're screaming and yelling, <laughs> and they're shaking their fist, and they're talking about occupy this and occupy that. It's just, it's just so funny that this guy is such a drone. He's standing there like, uh, is it my turn to read? I want to pinch it. Because the, the girl next to him was kind of cute, actually. All the people have converged onto Westlake again. Park uh, in downtown Seattle. King Tanya Mosley yeah. is live at the park where protesters are set to pinch tits, pitch tents for the night. <laughs> I mean, how do, you, how do you mess that one up? Pinch tits. <laughs> That's excellent. So thank you very much, occupiers, for uh, providing us with that. There's, <laughs> yeah, there was um, another good one, which I mean, I've been to Occupy LA, and I think we've described quite accurately what's going on there, and what and what a lot. Of, I mean, there's good stuff. I see people with end the Fed. I see more, by the way, of the uh, don't drone me stuff. That's happening more and more. That's good. Uh, I see lots of Ron Paul support. That's good. Uh, there was a former New York Police Department detective on, uh, I think this might have been Cavuto or something on Fox, and uh, he said something which uh, should get everyone's interest in joining the Occupy movement. Any element now can infiltrate, right? Well, Neil, I think actually it's a very dangerous pass to the extent that, first of all, they have a federal constitutional right under the First Amendment, but the park is a publicly accessible park. It's managed by Brookfield Properties, and after 10 o'clock, it becomes a criminal, a criminal act. It becomes a trespass. They have to institute to stop this a zero tolerance policy where if there's a rule of law is broken, there must be arrests. Uh, but what if there is no rule of law broken? I mean, I, I guess a lot of the folks 
down there uh, have not bathed, um, that, that would break some <laughs> hygiene rules for me, but, but it would not land you in the slammer. Now, uh, where do you draw the line? Obviously, the mayor and the police commissioner weighed all of this, said now is not the time to start maybe another Athens or Rome uh, or Lisbon uh, or Madrid. Uh, so live and let live? Well, no, actually, two things. The rule of law has been broken. I had the displeasure of being down there just earlier today, and I know for a fact that there's drug dealing, there's illegal drinking, there's prostitution. There's a wide range of... Hey, 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 hey! What? I just woke up. You got my attention. What? Low-level misdemeanors. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's quite a bit of prostitution down there. And <laughs> Let's go, Johnny boy! There's hookers down there! What? Hookers! They're breaking the law. There's well, hookers. That was probably those girls, those topless girls. Go to YouTube and... I mean, people who listen to the show can go to YouTube and, and look it up. Uh, topless <laughs> protesters. Yeah. There's hookers! Hookers. Who cares? There's hookers. Now, look, uh, this is, of course, beautiful. Hey, by the way, yeah. hookers in New York, really? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? No, it's a beautiful thing what's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with the overall the anger that people are displaying. It's, uh, it's fantastic. And I, like, I really like the Occupy idea. What a great idea. Occupy isn't a protest. It means we're here and we're not going away. And people aren't going away. And the best place to be in the world during something like this is the United States of America because we have guns. And all these other saps are going to get clubbed. Yeah. And we've got guns, and I think that does frighten. By the way, I haven't seen a lot of big uh, big Occupy movements in uh, in pro-gun states. I mean, yeah, Afghanistan. <laughs> I don't see it there. <laughs> no. I haven't seen it in Iraq. No. They got lots of guns, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, yeah, there hasn't been any in Texas that I know of, but that doesn't well, there, mean there, there hasn't there, been any in Texas. Well, we no, there are. Uh, there is an Occupy Dallas. There is an Occupy Austin, but it's relatively small. It's not really uh, showing up on the radar. I think people are also kind of happy there, happier, because they know I'm coming. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, don't cause a ruckus. Curry's coming. It'll be great here. So, um, but John, you, you've been through uh, kind of the fractal of this. You've seen it happen in the 60s. Uh, it, it feels very real. I mean, forget what you're seeing on television. That's all the hijack. But the, the stuff that, that is, yeah, it's, it's a, real. And, and the fractal simple. It's a progression. It goes from these you know, peaceful demonstrations that go on and on and on. And then finally the authorities get sick of it. And then, and then they start cracking heads. And then, all, then it starts to get quasi- kind of violent but not real violent and then somebody gets killed or two or three or a massacre yeah but then of course and, it's, it, uh, it's, it's uh, not an arab spring kent state in the case yeah oh yeah the kent, just, kent state explain that because people have to understand what kent state was a bunch of protesters that were which is they were lined up and then they're, they're they call it the national guard and they drew their rifles on the protesters and told them to disperse and they didn't and they shot them <laughs> yeah Hey, stop that. Get out of my way. Yeah, of course, we won't get the same coverage as, uh, you know, as the Arab Spring. Like, uh, we won't get the uh, Lucifer Clinton coming out and saying people have the right. They have the right to assemble and uh, they need to overthrow the regime and their evil dictator and their corrupt politicians. I think uh, tomorrow they're planning, there is a plan or there's a call for run on the bank day. Isn't, oh, that, yeah. isn't that the, uh, the idea? Yeah, there's also a uh, there's a bunch of news stories. Apparently, uh, 
the uh, Citibank has been refusing. In fact, oh, if somebody, I think the people have been called, the, the police have been called out for people who've come into some Citibank branches. It's my understanding. Uh-huh. Who tried to close their account? They won't. You just right. can't do it. Right? No. 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 You have to read the fine print before you do something like that. Um. So there was one other piece of news which uh, which kind of slipped in, and I saw all kinds of propaganda about it, and um, I happened to know a little bit about the topic, and I thought <clears throat> my research because, of course, whenever you have something as big as Occupy Wall Street and the Occupy movement. There's all kinds of things happening. Legislation takes place. Executive orders are carried out. Uh, boots are sent to the ground. Breaking news tonight. The United States is now involved in seven conflicts. President Obama says he's dispatching roughly 100 of our troops to Uganda to battle one of Central Africa's most brutal rebel groups, the Lord's Resistance Army, which has been operating for 20 years in Uganda. The White House says the first American troops arrived in Uganda Wednesday, but ultimately they will also deploy to South Sudan, the Central African Republic, and the Democratic Republic of Congo as advisors, says the White House. <laughs> the Lord's Resistance Army began its attacks in Uganda more than two decades ago. It's recently been pushing a westward. Human rights groups say its atrocities have left thousands dead forced more than 300,000 others from their homes. The United States. So this is... Uh... It's a very interesting story. As you know, I uh, lived in Uganda for three years. Uh, not that I remember much of it. I was very young. But I've always kind of kept up on Uganda, and I've always kind of followed along with things. And uh, I put in a couple calls to uh, uh, some people who might have known a little bit more about that. Um, what do you know about this uh, uh, Lord's Revolution Army headed by Joseph Kony, uh, John, because uh, I've done some research and I was quite surprised that what people actually have been told, i.e. the guy, uh, he has the children's army, he kills women, he kills children, he's a horrible murderer, sex crimes with children, all kinds of horrible, horrible stuff. Is this uh, analogous to what you have uh, uh, been taught about uh, the LRA? No. <laughs> Come on, man. Play along with the game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, this exactly. Is what the media has told me. Yes, the media has told you that. In fact, the AP had a a beautiful propaganda piece uh, about why the U.S. is sending troops to finish off a fractured band of bush fighters in the middle of Africa. Of course, it's political payback for the quiet sacrifices of Uganda's troops in Somalia. That could be just one of the many reasons. So, uh, if you go into the history of... Um, Uganda, which has had uh, pretty much a whole bunch of dickwads running the place. Um, although, actually, when I lived there, President Obote uh, was running the place. And that's when a lot of the crap started in the uh, late 60s. And correct me where, where I go astray, John, because I'm just going from some memory, some information in the book of knowledge. Uh, Obote actually nationalized a lot of the companies there. And, of course, there was a, it's a very uh, resource-rich part of Africa Got all kinds of, certainly then they had all kinds of uh, great mi minerals and stuff that uh, we needed. And Obote said, screw that. And then the Brits came in and uh, essentially uh, put Idi Amin in place uh, to run the place. And now we've had uh, this uh, uh, Museveni, who's been the president of Uganda. And uh, there is only one thing that the mainstream is overlooking in this entire uh, farce of. A hundred combat troops going to advise the Ugandan. Can, can uh, I troops. guess? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, guess. 
I'll just guess. Go ahead, guess. <laughs> Let me think. What could oh, it be? Here's a sentence from The Guardian. The discovery of vast oh! oil reserves in <laughs> yeah. Uganda <laughs> yeah. has caused excitement across <laughs> yeah. the country. All aboard! <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, All do you think board. that could be, do you think it could be the oil that they discovered uh, in 2000, uh, end of 2009? Actually, they discovered it in 2006, and then they just figure out how big the discovery it's was huge. in 2009. It's yeah. huge. Now, huge. So you have to look at Tulo Oil PLC. And this happened literally two days before the president ordered these 100 troops to go advise. I think, I think the, here's how it goes. Well, son, I advise you kill that mofo. Okay, thanks for the advice. I advise you let me pull the trigger. Okay, thanks for the advice. The Tulo Oil PLC. Uh, mainly British, although they have sold a part off to uh, Total Fina and the uh, Chinese uh, Oil Development Corporation, um, were accused of bribing the current president and his top three uh, ministers uh, for the oil concessions. And, of course, uh, well, they did a very thorough investigation overseen by... Who oversaw that investigation? Who do you think, John? Who, who could that be? Uh, I don't know. That one's probably someone like Hillary Clinton. Well, you're on a roll today. Yes. Who also oversaw, as the head of state, the elections that got this guy into power. And now, who has been in Uganda a lot recently? Who 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 was the, who was there for the signing of the Tulo agreement on March 20th who 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 who, who, who could, Adam who? could that have been Bill Clinton oh yes indeed this is such a scam you have the two biggest crooks in America Bill and Hillary Clinton on one hand uh, Hillary makes sure the shill gets in and and uh, and protects him with bogus elections, overseeing just like in Haiti where they put a, uh, a singer in, the guy from a group, and then a former Clinton advisor as the prime minister, and then Bill's on the back end with this global initiative. And I actually have so it. All of this is in the show notes, by the way, at three four eight dot na three four yeah three four what are we three four seven three four eight dot na show notes dot com. Uh, you can see um, exactly uh, where the uh, Bill Clinton initiative has been uh, sponsored by Tulo, uh, how he is uh, deeply involved. And another little kind of, you know, nice little thing is um, this British corporation uh, who uh, displaced 20,000 Ugandans for this uh, new tree plantation, some kind of like global warming, save the, save the earth thing. Save the earth, screw the Ugandans? Yes, yeah, I think that is their actual Initiative. slogan. Yeah, it's the, um, in fact, the New York Times even uh, had a piece on it. Uh, it's called New Forests Company. They evicted 20,000 <laughs> new, new forests. in Africa. <laughs> your, your forest <laughs> is no good. Wait, let, screw that old forest. Let's get a new one. Uh, 20,000 people were pushed out of their own land in Uganda for these new tree plantations. Homes were burnt down, uh, women and children, men brutalized, murdered. And of course, the New York Times says, well, the government and the company said the settlers were illegal and evicted for a good cause to protect the environment and help fight, fight global warming. So the most murderous people are actually the people in charge. Surprise, surprise. So this, uh, Joseph, Coney, he has been fighting this uh, since the days of Idi Amin. He has been fighting 
the the a-holes who have been taking over his country and in 2010 president obama and and you know this is so we had the discovery then we had the big oh it's a bonanza it's going to be 200,000 barrels per day uh, president obama signed um uh, 1.5 billion barrels a day potentially not oh, really? 200,000 i thought it was 1.5 billion 1.5 million a day billion no no total but oh, not, okay, 1.5. No, 200,000 is nothing. Per day? Yeah, no, it's, that's not that high. Mm. Look at the production in Saudi Arabia. Well, it also depends on the quality of it. But we agree on one thing. Yeah, there's oil. Yeah. There's, They'll be pumping out as much there, as they there's can. Oil there. can yeah, there's oil sure. there. Yeah, there's oil there. Maybe I'm wrong. The uh, No, the president signed in... Uh, here it is. No, actually, it was 2009. Uh, here it is. Let me just read it to you. The Lord's Army Disarmament and Northern Ugandan Recovery Act of... Hey, Recovery Act. Hey, they got a stimulus. Recovery Act of 2009, Public Law 111172, which was enacted on May 24th, 2010. So Obama... And we missed this. But Obama was in on it from the beginning. It's like, there's oil. Hey, we got to get rid of this guy because he might go and kill our guy. He might be chucking some spears and stuff, and we can't have that. So we got to, like, get rid of him. And this has been tried by the Clintons. It has been tried by uh, both Bush administrations. They've been trying to get rid of this guy, and they can't do it. They had Operation Thunder and Lightning, and they can't get the guy. They can't. And he has a small group, right? They say, you know, 20, 300,000, of course. When you read the official American reports, he's got 10,000 troops and they're killing and maiming and having sex with children, which is the, it's always the same M.O. We're not falling for it anymore. So now, well, it's, you know, it's a cry wolf thing. You hear it once too many. We are already in too many wars and people are, don't know what this is really all about, which is grabbing some oil. Uh, I, I ran into an interesting thing about this, which is since we know the oil was discovered in 2006 and they've been. Working on, you know, schemes to grab the oil somehow. There's this interesting thing that came up. That ch- you know about this children's village? I just think it's interesting because of the names involved. It's called Every Children's Village. It's a Hollywood uh, production. No. Where uh, Let me just read you from the press release. Every Children's Village will provide safe accommodations for 6,000 orphans, mm-hmm. their caregivers and, and nurses in Uganda. It sounds like a, a shopping mall for Angelina Jolie and Madonna. And the names involve like uh, the different, re- and they have, I don't know, a Children's Village reference number 312, owned by Elton John, uh-huh. 313, Donatella Versace, and get this one, 317, Wycliffe John. Uh-huh, there he is, our shill is in. So they have these, these the same, you know, uh, Children's Village 3121, Bill Clinton. <sighs> Children's Village 3122, George Lucas, oh. 3124, Maria Shriver. I mean, it's just the, it's <laughs> it's the, the usual suspects. It's the usual suspects. suspects. How can we fall for this? So there, I probably have... 3157, Katie Couric. Oh. <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford, oh. Warren Buffett. Wait, Kathy Lee Gifford, who had children in sweatshops making her exactly. clothing. Warren Buffett. Oh. I mean, I just get just as like, it's a laundry list. It's hilarious. And uh, you should read the uh, the documentation from the International Crisis Group, which is where a lot of these people, a lot of these pe- people you just mentioned are members of it. And uh, in 2009, they came out with a 10-point strategy. Strategy point number seven, 
Deploy a team to the theater of operations to run an intelligence platform that centralizes all operational information from the Ugandan and other armies, as well as UN and civilian networks, and provide analysis to the Ugandans to better target military operations. Isn't that exactly what we're doing here? Point seven on the list is advise. It's exactly what it is. They're following the script from the International Crisis Group. Uh-huh. Which I might point out has George Soros on the board as well as Mohammed El Baradai, the future president of Egypt. Let's see what this number eight is. What's number eight? Create a regional team with members in both the Congo and South Sudan dedicated to gathering, analyzing, and sharing information on LRA activities and advising how best to protect civilians. So I guess they're already kind of at number eight. Uh, now, of course, South Sudan is a problem because uh, the southern Sudan, Bashir, who was in South Sudan, who was the president, is uh, supplying all the weapons to uh, to this guy because he knows. South Sudan knows. It's, he's like, dude, we've got George Clooney here. Arm up. They're coming for us. It's totally sad. It's just, it's, it saddens me how these Clintons are just ruining, killing people. They are murderers. Total, <laughs> they are. They're total freaking murderers. Can't believe it. And, and, and But think about it. What a great strategy, huh? For a husband and wife, she's lesbian, doesn't care about him. He, he'll screw anything that moves if his heart will still hold up. She makes, she forces every, she has the big powerful weaponry. She calls out all the world, all the wars. And Bill on the back end is collecting the checks right into the Clinton Global Initiative. What a scam. That Global Initiative, I, Wow. I got it's a scam, but you have to admire the the moxie and the, the just a, it's so blatant. But I think it would happen, you know, ever since that M- Mina Arkansas thing. Yeah, they, they, you, at some point, you, at some level, when you're at some point part of society, you come to the realization that you can get away with anything. Anything, anything. You're so right. And, and it's t- like they say, you know, well, who's going to stop us? Yeah. Screw that. But it's but it's kind of cool that the drones won't work. On these guys, because, of course, uh, I'm sure they've tried that. But I guess, you know, these guys are bush fighters. They've been in the bush for 20 years and they make him out to be a religious kook and all kinds of nutty stuff. The guy is he's probably a hero in Uganda. And the people are probably right behind him, which is why he has to be eliminated. And then for the president under the and he sent a, a letter to the Senate and to Congress you know, he says, under the War Powers Resolution, you know, uh, we've, we were, this is uh, important to our national security. Squirrel. Very important. Now, how can a guy in the bush be important to our national security that he has to send in troops? How does that work? <laughs> it doesn't. It's bo- so bogus. It's ludicrous. And people just go, oh, all right, whatever. Okay, well, you know, he whatever. is the president. He knows, he knows best. You know, all, all we need is for our president to say, hey. Hey, Joseph Coney. I have two words for you. Predator drones. That's right. You will never see it coming. That's right. You think I'm joking? Mm Mm-mm. Except the the predator drones won't work there in the bush. They can't, uh, they can't actually, uh, I guess, see through the straw. By the way, John, speaking of such, are you ready? For some football? It's some Monday night party? Yeah, almost. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play... Win, lose, or drone! That's right, in the cross.
crosshairs tonight's contestant who's dumb enough to be the son of last week's loser Anwar Al-Awlaki and the chief media officer for Al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula. It's time to play Let's Win or Drone! Yeah, everybody! It's, uh... So I guess they, uh, they blew up uh, Al-Awlaki's uh, son. Walkie son. son. And the chief, this is what I love but the by most. By the way, I'm gonna, I've got something for Thursday's show, I think, uh-huh. about this being bull crap, but go on. I think there was another extraction. But. Well, this is, this is the news report that I caught that I liked very much about this uh, wind loser drone attack uh, that we uh, witnessed. 34 minutes after the hour of checking your top stories, the son of U.S.-born militant cleric Anwar Awlaki is dead after a series of drone strikes last night in Yemen. That's according to a security official. A U.S. drone attack last month killed the elder Al-Awlaki, a key leader of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. The Yemeni defense ministry says Friday's attack killed seven other suspected militants, including the group's chief media officer. That's right, the chief media officer. The PR woman was killed? (laughs) Oh, oh, poor lady. The chief media officer. Who are they kidding with this stuff? It's a huge corporation. The CTO, I understand, was injured. (laughs) Meanwhile, we can't kill our CTO. You know, like, that's the guy that has to go. Drone that guy. But that wasn't the only place the game was played uh, in this past week. A top Haqqani network leader killed by a U.S. drone strike in northwestern Pakistan, Jambaz Zadra, also known as Jalil, helped plan attacks on U.S. and Afghan troops. The al-Qaeda-linked Haqqani network, considered the number one threat now in Afghanistan, is believed to be supported by Pakistani intelligence. I can't keep up with who's number one. Now it's the Taqani network. What happened to al-Shabaab? That was a Hakati. I, uh, I can't even. Yeah, Al Shabab is Al, done. Al, oh, Al Shabab is out. Oh, that, uh, they're like, out. And Hakati or whatever they're called is in. I don't know. It's worse. It's worse than NASCAR. You can't. It's going too fast. I can't keep track of who's in front. So you watch the uh, this news report about the kid being killed. Yeah, it's like. They, he was killed, and within five minutes they identified him. Well, how does that work? Yeah, it's. Either when was he a target? I mean, this whole thing is just so bogus. It, but I'm sure they're blowing people up left and right with those things. Yeah. You know, it gives you something to do. But, you know, then they just make up who they killed. And we had our very, what they call the very first, which, of course, is also a blatant lie, the very first uh, drone flight in the United States. Now, this was a shadow unmanned aerial vehicle, uh, which took off from Havana, Havana Illinois, on Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, did a nice little, now the shadow drone, interestingly enough, uh, there was an article that I found on the same day, actually a day before, uh, this is, uh, there's a picture of it. This thing is big. Okay. And the new shadow, the M2 built by Textron systems features a fuselage five times bigger than its predecessor. And here's the good news. The bigger fuselage will allow the drone to carry twice as much surveillance equipment internally compared to the shadow uh, currently in existence, as well as giving commanders a wider range of options on what the drone can be used for, such as Hellfire missiles. This is great. Flying in the United (laughs) States now. This is is so incredibly awesome. And the mainstream media. But we are being (laughs) more pamphlets, I guess. The mainstream media uh, is 
so on board with this. They're and and, and they're so conditioning everyone's mind for the poor, simple souls who don't listen to the greatest podcast in the world, but actually absorb the crap being shoved down their throats. Listen to this drivel and stop when you're throwing up. Uh, when you think of drones, you think of Hellfire missiles. You think of bad guys um, far away. And, uh, I'm throwing up now. Can't <laughs> give me that. That is already bad. Just play the whole thing. Saving lives much closer to home with drones. So soon you may have one in your garage for just a little bit more than most lawnmowers <laughs> That's would a nice you. drone you have there, son. <laughs> That's a nice drone you have there, son. Buy your drone. <laughs> Chris Lawrence has the story. Now, let's hear what idiots can make drones. Unmanned vehicles are flying out of this small San Diego warehouse. And for under $1,000, you can buy your very own drone. Uh, I, <laughs> I need me a very own drone. We want to make aerial robotics available to everybody. Owner Chris Anderson is an editor at Wired Magazine. Uh. Jordy Munoz is WizKid partner. I never knew that I was going to have the chance to be able to, to work for a high-tech company or even... I, uh, I can't even he listen sounds to like more than just his high-tech yeah, partner. Screw these guys. Screw these guys. The whole thing is so bogus. But just remember... I have two words for you. Predator drone. That's right. Predator drone. And we will shoot one up your butt if you don't participate in the program. They're coming, people. And of course, some thoughts on this, but let's get to name our producers. uh, Yeah, let me just let me just finish this up. There's only one more thing. I just want to get the drone thing off my uh, off my chest. Uh, So uh, as a part of the ongoing struggle for the contract for the drones, which should be announced pretty soon, I guess, in uh, in a month or so. uh, Now, all of a sudden, the news comes out that uh, um, a predator drone killed a couple of our own guys back in April. And the news comes out now, coincidentally, uh, just to prove that, you know, we really either one of two things. We need a different company running the drones or we need more money for more drone technology, which, as per uh, Leon Panetta, will be the one place that there will be no cuts in the budget. No cuts will be accepted in the drone program. So this is here and it's here for good and get used to it and get used to having to be ducking when shit flies over you because you are going to be droned. And lose the show for another exciting round of win, lose, or draw. We'll see who's in the crosshairs next of Presidente El Obama. You just wanted to play that again. I love that jingle. Thank you, Jeff, Sir Jeff Smith. All right. It's a little long. Um, yeah. All right. We do have some, uh, some uh, couple executive producers and one associate executive producer beginning with uh, Alexander Cody Kai. Ugh. I think Kiel- it's Kiltika. Kiltika? Kiltika. 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 Maybe. St. James, New York, uh, who is in with $1,000 and will receive a knighthood. He's a recent college graduate. I am a recent college graduate. fortunate to have a job in New York City. I've been listening to No Agenda for the past two years. And apart from the entertainment, and I have to scroll across the top to read this because there's something wrong with this... Uh, sell you and john provide i appreciate how the show has taught me to question what i'm told (laughs) yeah (laughs) i truly believe in the donation-based model that you and john have created and hope my personal donation can help validate what you're doing i'm remiss that i missed a new jersey meetup on the hot pockets 2008 tour but hope to meet you both in john 
both you and John in person in the future. Please stay hopeful. Okay. It's uh, too easy to have a defeatist attitude. Absolutely. Yeah. So he came in with an instant knighthood. Yeah. And will become St. James of New York. Wow. Thank you so I'm humble. And he's a student. Let me just get this right. He was a student? He was a student, but now he's got a job okay. uh, in uh, so, so in our, uh, New York City. Our graduate program is working well. Wiley Harp in Salt Lake City, Utah, 348, member of the 348 Club. Now I feel bad that I got a double treatment after donating only once. This is the one who uh, we plugged. This is a, an interesting meme or, or, or a fractal. We mentioned him accidentally. On 347, right? Yeah, and twice. And then, uh, anyway, so he, he gets in the 348 Club. is enough for a third executive producer credit. There's nothing wrong with an occasional deed. And he's the one who pronounces <laughs> douching with an S to wash away all the commercial and media crap, blah, blah, blah. So he wants, we'll just give him another de-dousing then. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Well deserved. Thank you very much. He needs a karma much. call out to a couple of his friends who are struggling this, through life. And just Say trying to no get Say no to by. sleeper candidates. <laughs> You've got karma. What do you think the sleeper candidate is, Adam? The sleeper candidate? Yeah, is there a sleeper candidate? You know, somebody that's, uh, you know, they're just sitting there and... Uh, well, besides Gabrielle Giffords, who they'll... Uh, my ah, predi- there you go. My prediction Richard to run? Richard Haskins, uh, Stephen City, Virginia, 2040, uh, with no note, uh, and that will be our associate executive producer for show 348. And we want to thank them and everyone else who donates. We'll call them out in the uh, middle of the show. Uh, you remember to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channel Dvorak.com slash NA, uh, noagendashow.com and noagendanation.com and click on the donate button and help us out. We actually came up quite short this week and we would like uh, to pick it up a little bit. Dvorak.org slash N-A Yeah, I think everyone was uh, way too busy with the hookers at Occupy, uh, at the Occupy movement. Don't it's also a tax moment. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, there are several PR initiatives that I'd like to mention uh, just briefly. No agenda is my agenda.com, which I kind of like. And uh, and uh, the producer who sent this also uh, says this would be great for swag like t shirts, bumper stickers, etc. No agenda is my agenda.com, now pointing to uh, no agenda show.com, as well as elite worship.com and when in Brussels.com, both, <laughs> both pointing uh, proudly to our. Uh, to our show site, along with HilltopWatchtower.com, which is, I can't, believe, I can't believe I didn't register that one, but that's now also pointing to the show. And here's an obvious one, DroneWolf.com. Hey, uh, DroneWolf.net. I really missed that one. And the Drone trifecta, Wolf. DroneWolf.org. That was an easy one. We should have come up with that. Thanks for listening to the show last week, Rick, Rick, uh, Rick Haskins, who uh, registered just for us, John, as we will be the first, GayAmbassadors.com. Uh, so we'll have our own website, TerminatorDrone.com, now pointing to NoAgendaShow.com, NoAgenda.OccupyWebsite.com, OccupyNoodles.org. <laughs> That's, you know, we're going to get sued over that one. Noodles is going to say, hey, man, hey, man, we need that. Uh, John and Adam says, Craig and Gitmo Nation Cheesesteak Philly, when my wife and I are on a long drive, I'll sometimes play the latest No Agenda. She's usually reading or snoozing. But the show is clearly sinking in on some level. For instance, You've Got Karma has been popping up occasionally in her conversation. And now, when I turn on the podcast, she'll say, oh, it's the douchebag boys. 
<laughs> so in honor of the show's excellence of calling out the world's douchebags, douchebagboys.com, now pointing to noagendashow.com, occupyoccupy.org. That's a good one. I like that. Occupyoccupy.org. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, also, Might be able to use that for something. Yeah. The, we've you know, we got all these. We got five, six hundred of these things. Seven. And every once in a while, I think we can use that for something. And of course, you know what's going to happen, right? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Exactly. Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing. But if someone comes up with an idea and you want to, you know, want to use yeah, the domain name, it. maybe we'll, you know, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I like to do something. I, I have well. I'm well intentioned. Along with uh, Win, Lose, or Drone, uh, for another one of our many multitude of projects, which will go completely unfinished, the thedeathrowshow.com is now uh, ours for the using. That's real. Oh, that's a good one. The Death Row Show. Think about it. I could sell that. Trump could yeah. run it. Trump could be our showrunner. He'd do it. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and journalismlicense.co.uk. Uh, another thing that uh, will be uh, highly needed. And I want to thank uh, Gus Raya, who uh, sent me a batch of, let me just find him here, uh, a batch of business cards that he printed up. And it's really, they're fantastically beautiful. We have uh, Rick Perry is an idiot.com. It's a great business card, which I can hand out. It just has a picture of Rick Perry looking like a mofo. Um, along with, uh, what was the other one I had here? A nice no agenda card, and it says host, Adam Curry. And then an unfortunate accident, he did a really beautiful one with shutupslave.com. Unfortunately, uh, that goes to a, this, a, a you, porn you, site. You, you, you went through this entire spiel on Thursday's show. Uh, and it was after the show, John? That oh. was after the show? It was not on why the air? Why are we talking after the show? <laughs> Which is why I'm bringing it up now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was after the show when Mickey brought the box in. Remember? No, I don't okay. remember. That. Okay, okay. All I remember is this is the this is another example of why you don't do pre-interviews <laughs> yeah. or talk about stuff because you think you've talked, talked about, about it on the it. show. Yeah. So you and or or in yeah. this case, think you didn't do anyway. So it should be shutupslaves.com instead of shut up. Yeah, the other one goes to yeah. an S and M site. Yeah, that's Hello, yeah, <laughs> hello. Uh, anyway, Gus, thank I you very much. I got a box much. of cards, too. You got the Shut Up Slave as well. You got the wrong one as well. I got the same box. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know why you sent me cards with your name on it, but whatever. <laughs> hey, thanks to our associate, or our executive producer, I should say, Alexander Cody uh, Kil- Kiltika, I believe, soon to be uh, uh, Sir James of uh, New York, Wiley Harp as another uh, uh, executive producer, and is Richard Haskins will be uh, associate or full-on exec? He's an associate. Associate executive producer with $220.40. We highly appreciate that. Uh, Thanks to all of our PR initiatives out there. And, of course, if you have anything you'd like to do, well, this costs no money. Propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Put it on your new business card. Shut up, so, uh, so I, not being one that wants to promote your predictions and memes, uh-huh. uh, I couldn't resist this one because this was just like right up your alley uh, and actually still refers to the drone uh, situation we talked about at the beginning of the show, but play ATC screw-ups and tell me what I'm thinking about here. A new report finds there have been more and more air traffic control mistakes lately, leading to some close calls. Mary Snow explains why we're seeing a spike in incidents. 
It is this kind of close call on JFK's runway in June that's on the radar of a government watchdog reporting an increase in mishaps. A Lufthansa jet about to take off was forced to come to an abrupt halt to avoid colliding with another plane approaching the runway. Cancel takeoff, cancel takeoff plans. Lufthansa 411 Heavy is rejecting takeoff. All traffic is stopped right now. There were no injuries. But while congressional overseers point out that U.S. airspace is among the safest in the world, they report a steep increase in air safety incidents. The Government Accountability Office says the rate of errors by air traffic controllers has more than doubled in the last three years when it comes to airborne incidents. It counts five in the second quarter of 2008 compared to 14 of the same time period this year. The head of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association says the increase is due to a new reporting system in which controllers aren't punished for reporting errors. All aboard, trains good, planes bad. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's probably was about that. It was about the idea of changing the, the system. No, oh, no, I know. But here's, but... The, here's the interesting little gotcha that people should always look for, uh, which is, and JC actually saw this and said, what, what? It's, they showed two figures. They showed 2008 with five incidents and 2011 with 14. They don't show us 2007, 2009, 2010. They don't show us any other numbers. <laughs> yeah. And he says that he says it's obvious that 2008 was an anomaly. Yeah. And they left with a it real out. low number for whatever reason. Yeah. And then they also said that they've changed the reporting methodology. So you can't change the reporting methodology and, and then, then start say throwing and, numbers out. Yeah. And then say, oh, it's so horrible. Now, this is, uh, but it is all a part of the next gen aviation system. We've had uh, congressional hearings going on at the very same time. That's when all of the uh, PR companies uh, receive their money and uh, they, they, everything gears up. And this is indeed about uh, changing the air traffic control system to the next generation, uh, which will eventually lead to unmanned uh, aircraft that you fly in. Uh, because, of course, pilots are stupid, it's so dangerous. They can't, uh, you know, machines, uh, they win at Jeopardy. It's much smarter than a guy. Where I clearly heard, I heard something beautiful in that report. I hear a a pilot going, I'm aborting my takeoff. It's not safe. And when the machines screw up, you know, like when your windows crashes, you know, when stuff goes wrong or when, I don't know, the the highest technology available for any country in the world somehow allows for a a plane to fly into the Pentagon, you know, those kind of screw-ups, that's when you're going to die without the pilot. So here's the uh, here's the thing. We were t- I was actually discussing this at the abode here. Uh, what? So they're going to have – they will have robotic planes like they have the air train uh, uh, subway. It's not a subway, but it's an elevated train that goes from JFK to Jamaica Station, which is a long haul, mm-hmm. uh, is fully automated. There's no, no engineer on board. And uh, these sorts of things, th- this will happen. So they're going to, let's say they're going to build, first they'll build a plane, probably a mid-sized jet. Uh, and then they're going to f- try to get people to fly on it. And of course, no seasoned traveler is going to get on one of these things, right? So it's going to be something like this. <laughs> I was thinking about it. What, at what point, it's like, you know, well, I'm not a hooker. Oh, I'll take that. Well, that's good money. I'll take that. At what point do you say, well, well you can hear trip round trip to Paris, uh, $50. How about it? Come on. Hey, none of these have crashed. Would you take that? How about 25? Would you, how about a free, how about if we give you a hundred bucks to fly on this thing? <laughs> I'm there. I'm there, brother. I'm I mean, flying. yeah, for 50 bucks, I'd probably go to Paris. <laughs> I'm flying. Sure. They're going to be conscientious that for the first few years of these things before they start falling out of the sky. 
Yeah, but it's, again, it's, not it's, a good thing. it's pathetic, and it, it, as predicted, did I not say you can just cross this out of the book? As far as I'm concerned, prediction is, has has been proven. Is that we're just going to get more and more of these propaganda pieces telling you how pilots are useless? They're no good. Well, this, in this case, it was air traffic controllers are useless too. <laughs> well, same difference. But yeah, they were they were kind of implying that this the. Air traffic controllers can't keep a handle on these these incompetent pilots. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I I watch a lot of C-SPAN. I was trying to stay away from uh, the mainstream as much as possible. Came up yeah, with some. I noticed every clip you had at the beginning of the show is from Fox, the station, this network you never watch. I don't. I just uh, get you know this is the No Agenda News Network, NoAgendaNewsNetwork.com. That's where I get a lot of uh, great stuff from our producers. Now, I watched some C-SPAN. Lucifer was out there uh, talking about uh, 21st century statehood. You know, her that's her big thing, statehood, which I guess is uh, threaten, pe- threaten to kill brown people and then send Bill to go collect the check, something like that. I think that's how statehood works. And she came out with a zinger out of, like a double whammy out of left field that was a total non sequitur. In her speech, which was very boring, like a minute, uh, an hour and a half of boring uh, clippity-clop Lucifer Clinton, and I got to sit through it anyway. Listen to this and tell me what, the, what this means. It's not just about somebody else. It's about all of us to keep tearing down these walls that prevent business and individuals from seeking their own uh, full potential. But it's not just enough for us to defend against bad behavior and barriers that block people and companies from global competition. We have to get better at playing offense. Every year, the population of the world's cities grows by 65 million people. That's the equivalent of seven Chicagos. The idea of a new world order with seven Mayor Rahm Emanuel should be enough to get all of us uh, moving. What? <laughs> what? So she says the that was idea pretty insulting. That's what I mean. The idea of seven a new world order, which she said she just threw it out there. A new world order with seven Ram Emanuels is enough to give us all pause for thought or something like that. That was that was huge in my uh, my head when what play, play the end of world that again. So cities can... grows by sixty five million people. That's the equivalent of seven Chicagos. The idea of a new world order with seven Mayor Rahm Emanuel should be enough to get all of us uh, moving. I, 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 I'm speechless. That's a good one. I'm just, I'm just speechless. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's telegraphing something. It certainly is establishing that there will that she wants a new world order. She doesn't want just doesn't want Rahm Emanuel running it. Well, okay, yeah. uh, all right. I'm down with that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the big event right across the hill here last night, John. The big event. Uh, a drone attack? No, the Clinton Global Initiative at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh yeah, that was a big event. It was it was a big event. Fireworks at the end, which we saw going off right over the hill there, and uh, of course Bono was there. And, oh yeah, really? What a, what a shocker! This is a part celebration for Bill Clinton's sixty uh, fifth birthday, and uh, to complete the Illuminati. Now I'm just got to go back to it again. Bill Clinton and Lucifer Clinton are the New World Order. They are evil. 
And uh, how do we, who do we, uh, so Bono's kind of played out, right? No, everyone thinks he's a douchebag. The Irish hate him because he doesn't even pay taxes in his own country. He's sheltered all his money in the, the Netherlands where they have uh, no to low royalties on uh, uh, tax on royalties. So he's a douche. And of course he's a douche. We, he's always been a douchebag. Uh, so who do we need to uh, uh, to engage to mind control the children? It's your favorite. Lady Gaga. Oh, Lady Gaga. So Lady Gaga performed, and uh, I have a a minute here of her singing to, uh, as she says, Billery. She's not, oh, she didn't sing uh, Happy Birthday, Mr. President. No. Drunk. No, No, it was kind of (laughs) worse. Kind of worse. Kind of worse. You'd do anything again to go out in Arkansas. This time I'm not leaving without you. So, Hillary or Bill, sit back down where you belong in the Oval Office with those high heels on. (laughs) Sit down where you belong in the Oval Office with your high heels on. And Bill's going like, "Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have my they don't have me my size sit back down on the couch where we watched you charm the whole world in the country so Lady Gaga has her head so far up Hillary's ass you can barely see it anymore Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow is right. She is said, that on TV or something? Yeah, they, well, there's a little uh, newsreel. It's on the Clinton Global Initiative site. It's a beautiful concert. Just amazing. No, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, but, what did yeah. it cost to go to it? How come you didn't go? <laughs> um, I think it was $50,000. Uh, but, <laughs> but, I, but, I, but then if I paid the fifty grand, I could have gone to the sound check, which uh, would have been quite awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Two. 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 <laughs> Check one, two, 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 two. two. Lady Gaga, man. Can you believe that? And she's wow. there. And so, no, she just mind Look controls all these kids. Yeah, she does. I mean, so, you know, she's, uh, uh, the new Bono. Lady Gaga, who would have thought the new Bono? Soon she'll have a Broadway play that will suck. Seems pretty, yeah. it seems to be pretty much the way it goes. It's a theme. Uh, I was watching CNN, CNN, by the way. I don't know what the point of this was. I was actually kind of flabbergasted because it it didn't show up once. You know, they have a crawler, right? Yeah, Yeah, I I always read those. I turn off the sound sometimes so I don't get distracted. I love that. Yeah, the crawler. So the crawler's goes, God, you know, this guy's dead and this guy, Larry Hagman's got cancer and it's got one news story after. And then this one showed up and then it showed up again and then it showed up again Hmm. uh, and the different shows. And I'm saying, who, I mean, this woman has got to have one of the best PR people in the world. Why would this even be on the crawler? Taylor Swift <laughs> donates 6,000 books to library. Wow. We've got breaking news right now, John. Uh, what's this with Taylor Swift I hear? Tell me what's going She's on. She's donated 6,000 copies of Harry Potter to the library. Wow, that's fantastic. Why is this even... <laughs> Anywhere near the news stream. It must be a part of the programming. It must be, because uh, of course, th- what I believe is that when you're watching the television, your brain is absorbing that information, right? There's, it has to be. 
even though you don't con- you're not consciously reading it if you're watching it that is going by i think your brain yeah, you're is you're probably is, better off reading it but you are yeah you, i think that is you you should be reading it because it's coming in probably that's to soften up uh your brain do you know what came right after it cuz that of course is the message so here's something like ah oh, good old taylor and then when you're all in a good and loving mood then of course they inject something into you but you don't know what yeah. came after it do you no, no. Oh, that's I too was bad. just too dumbfounded by that. <laughs> well, you're lucky. You didn't. You didn't, didn't get mind control. Could, I didn't know she could read. <laughs> hey, everybody! In the morning. Meanwhile, over in uh, the United States of Europe, uh, finally the parliamentarium opened up. This is uh, just such a slap in the face to Europeans everywhere. The parliamentarium is this 21 million euro project, which is a multimedia expo. Of the European Union and and Parliament, how great it is, and they have a promotional video, which I I do encourage you to see it, uh, although the audio is quite funny, and they actually have these you know it consists of all these different rooms and you walk through and then there's like a you get like a mobile you know like a nightstand that rolls around you can roll around and the, there's a monitor and has buttons and stuff you can push and they've put together this shill video of these idiots who love this because they can, so they can worship their elites in uh, in the parliament because they are, of course, really helping them with Europe and saving them. The opening ceremony and minutes later, the first visitors arrive at the parliamentarium. Every single visitor is handed an audio guide in one of the EU's 23 official languages. Ooh. Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Inside, people learn more about the EU's institutions and history and famous Europeans. What do you see Yeah, Victor Hugo. A description of Victor Hugo. I'm travelling to Parma. This is a mobile video screen with information about Europe tailored to the expectations of school children. I believe this is what they need because it's so diverse. They can take their time with the subjects that interest them. They want to know more about. The objective is to give them the freedom to learn. This is the most impressive feature in the now, this is actually quite scary. You have to see the video. So this it's like it's like you're in Nazi Germany and you're surrounded by 360 video screens with the uh, Schultz screaming in German. You, you just close your eyes and imagine yourself in a darkened room wh- and cause they're trying to do like an immersive experience where you're sitting inside the European Parliament Starfleet Command and you see these screens flashing and Schultz is yelling in German. Just close your eyes and imagine it for a second. Parliamentarium, a copy of the European Parliament that gives you the feeling you're actually there. It's so modern, you can press all the buttons. buttons. It's expensive equipment. It's informative, but it is also fun. 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 Fifty speaker Isabelle Durand expects a lot of visitors. Yes. Half a million visitors a year. That's the expectation. Losers. Losers. <laughs> fans and its adversaries. Oh, and, and of course, they got to slip in a little Nigel Farage just to make fun of him. They are all here. Please don't think that everybody here thinks the European Union, as it's currently constructed, is a good thing. The EU's parliamentarium in Brussels is open seven days a week. Who said Europe doesn't work hard? (laughs) Are they just kidding? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they meant it. Who says like you're... that creepy game? That was, I forget what the name of it was. It's uh, Half Life Three Two or something. Where the one of these games where there's, you're in this kind of a weird environment that's just dysfunctional and that's pretty. It's pretty much it. But you have to see the video for that. With that, did you hear the Schultz thing? It's like I, 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 I'm going to go see this thing. I'm going to be one of the suckers. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay to see that. Oh, I, I don't know if it's free. I guess you have to pay, right? I guess you have to get in. Well, maybe it's free. It should be free with all the money they've got. So I just wow, man! It's like the, the people are are walking from Spain. The indignati are walking from Spain to Brussels to protest these people, and meanwhile they're all cutting ribbons and hooting it up. <laughs> like, yeah, we got our parliament. You can press buttons, and it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. You know what? It was fun. And I don't know why. There was this big celebration, and we've talked about this a couple times in the shows, which is the only reason I really clipped it, about Anita Hill, who testified against uh, Clarence Thomas during his um, Senate confirmation hearings 20 years ago, it turns out, that now was. Uh, this is interesting because I have an interesting clip about this, but go on. Why don't you set it up? Because uh, I have, the, of course, the only clips that matter. What do you have? I have the, uh, well, there's, I've had a couple of things, but uh, let me just play the clip. I, I, this I doesn't even mention her, but I couldn't resist run, uh, taking this clip of uh, of the woman who's the head of Hunter College because they had a big shindig right. around Anita Hill. And... Uh, and then I kind of looked into the, some of the other aspects of this. There was a New York Times story a couple of days earlier. But I, 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 I took some solace with this fish without a bicycle clip because apparently the, the head of Hunter College, which it seems to me to just be a school of lesbians, uh, which had featured Anita <laughs> Hill, uh, ran, she, this woman, she gave this anecdote about her daughter, and apparently her daughter's got a clue. Your fabulous record is that you don't have a Hunter degree. Yeah, um, I, saw I am that. happy to say that Gloria does because we gave her an honorary degree in 2006, so Letty, watch out. Um, <laughs> so to Letty, to Kathleen Peraltis, um, to our own Faye Rosenfeld, thank you for this extraordinary, extraordinary conference. As a college president, I know that many young women, including my own daughter, sadly do not fully appreciate the importance of Anita Hill, Letty, and Gloria, or how they changed the world. And I know when I brought Gloria here, I was so excited, and I said to my daughter, this is the woman who came up with the line that a woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. And she said, Mom, really? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I I saw all of that because it, the reason why they replayed Anita Hill's testimony was because of this celebration, which I presume the idea was uh, a celebration of women speaking out against sexual harassment. But as a man watching that hours and hours of that crap, I was pretty insulted. Oh, it's totally insulting. In fact, that fish without a bicycle thing is incredibly sexist and major insulting. Yeah, and the fact that they keep harping on it as though, and of course, the daughter obviously thought, "What? What, what does that even mean? It's stupid." Yeah. which is what it normally. Yeah, which kid is what a kid, the kid said, "Mom, don't be a douchebag." It's a total douchebag thing. <laughs> but anyway, so what did you did you get any clips from Anita Hill? I wish I had after I discovered a couple of little interesting facts. Well, yeah, so they replayed the testimony from twenty years ago, and I did not realize it was actually Joe Biden, Joe O. Biden, who was uh, who was pushing her, and it's really funny to watch it. Uh, links in the show notes to the C-SPAN archives at uh, 348.nashownotes.com. He's actually pushing it by saying, 
So uh, what did he say exactly? Could you like be really precise? <laughs> He's really like, like I, I'm so sorry I have to put you through this horrible ordeal. But uh, now, so just to set the stage for those of you who are too young to remember, um, uh, Clarence Thomas was to be, conf- and he eventually was confirmed, to be a Supreme Court judge, the highest court in the land of the United States of Gitmo Nation. And uh, Anita Hill was asked, she did not uh, offer it, she was asked to testify against him for sexual harassment in the workplace. And uh, Joe O'Biden comes up with a, come on, tell, tell me, what did he say exactly? In his office at the EEOC. And uh, what was that incident again? The incident <laughs> with regard to the Coke can that Would spelled out in my it? statement. Once again, for me, please. <laughs> please, the, please, to tell um, me. <laughs> incident involved. His going to his desk, getting up from a work table, going to his desk, looking at this can and saying, who put pubic hair on my Coke? Was anyone else in his office at the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's funny to me in hindsight. I think the funniest one, of course, was what we've talked about on the show. And uh, again, Joe Biden pulling it out of her. In his office, period. Uh, there is, I recall, at least one instance in his office at the EEOC oh, tell me, tell me. Come where on, come on, tell he discussed <laughs> uh, some pornographic material, or he brought up the, the substance uh, or the content of pornographic material. Now, that would have been enough, right? You don't need more. Is that, is yeah, that, no, the good, the good one's yet to come. Yeah, but that, that's not good enough for Joe O'Biden. No, no, because, you know, we have to get to the bottom of this, Ms. He Hill. He needs to take notes on yeah. what to watch. <laughs> he's, he's looking for viewing tips, and here it comes. Again, it's difficult, but for the record, what <laughs> substance did he bring up in this instance in his, at EEOC in his office? What was the content of what he said? <laughs> like, can you tell me exactly what video I have to watch? This was a reference to an individual who uh, had a very large penis. Yay! And he used <laughs> the name that he had been referred to in the pornographic material, um, do you recall what it was? <laughs> I wish we had a show 20 years ago. He's like, do you recall uh, what it was? Uh, hold on a second. Let's play the Charlie Rose clip. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm too, I'm too into this. Uh, hold on a second. I got to sharpen my pencil to write it down. Yes, I do. Um, the name that was referred to was Long Dong Silver. <laughs> <laughs> were you... Were you uh... Working on any matter when in that context, or would you just? Were you working on any matter in that context with like uh, silver exchanges, uh, long dongs, uh, ding dongs, hill dongs? Were called into the office. Do you remember what the circumstance of you being in an office on that occasion? Anyway, so this idiot, we you know, we could have been doing this show for a long time. Yeah, forever, forever. So, I, so, so what I came away from the Hunter College thing, and then the. Uh, um, some other material that I ran into, which is, I think Anita Hill all along has been mischaracterized by both the the left and the right, for that matter, mainly because of a piece I, I ran into on in the New York Times, a long, long article trying to slam Michelle O'Bachman for being a fundamentalist nutcase. <laughs> Michelle O'Bachman? Michelle O'Bachman. <laughs> she, uh, she, Bachman went to, uh, Oral Roberts University. So they did this huge 
spread on her. I mean, this thing went on for pages, and it was like uh, they, they had a picture of the, the giant praying hands in front of the university. And everybody, and this is, university has been discussed in the past. It was somewhat scandalous probably within the last couple of years because some kids resisted signing. You have to sign like agreements that you're not going to have sex and you, oh, you're going right, to dress yeah. a certain way. Right, and you have to right, do this. Right. You have, yeah, you have to, it's an extremely, uh, extremely conservative school. And so uh, Bachman went there to law school when they first opened their law school, which they eventually shut down. And let me just read this graph. This is deep in the article. In 1982, Mrs. Bachman gave birth to her son, Lucas, the first of her five biological children, blah, blah, blah. By the time she moved back to Tulsa to re-enroll in the 84-85 academic year, a new professor had joined the faculty, Anita Hill. Hmm. Now, if you start looking into it, and she was there until they closed the law school, uh, Anita Hill was, and I've known people that have gone to this school. They are, they're not only extremely conservative, and Judge uh, Thomas himself thought she was a was a phony uh-huh. because she had joined the Reagan administration, claiming she was a you know a, a Christian nut, and in fact she was a, a Pentecostal, extremely religious person. And the reason she reacted to Thomas in the EEOC was because she was deeply offended from a religious perspective, not from a woman's perspective. Oh. And so the left and the Hunter College people, they bring her in as some sort of a lefty. She is an extreme right-wing conservative religious woman. Huh. But she's glad to play the game because she can sell books. Oh, yeah. And she can have a good time, and all these women adore her. But she never brings it out that she's like a, the whole rationale. And we had one of these people at the Mevio who came in as gorgeous woman, and she refused to do anything that was remotely sexually suggestive. This is the, the good-looking woman that, that uh, Nemkov hated. And they fired her for some reason because she wouldn't Wait a minute, use, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who was that? This Brittany. Oh, she she was not going along with, with the program, that, right? With the program, because that's because she was raised that way, and she had strong moral principles as Anita Hill did, and so Anita Hill was not offended from some woman's perspective. From she was religious. offended from her religious background perspective, and this has never been brought out. And in fact, if you read this article, the Times apparently tried to get a hold of her for some comment about her years at Oral Roberts as a professor, and she refused to comment. Huh. Again, you know, let the women believe what they want. You know, there's a new book out uh, about MTV that I could, that I contributed to you did yeah yeah the guy came he, he was pretty nice actually he came out to the house uh, i don't know almost about a year ago interviewed me for like four hours and i just gave as much dirt as i could and <laughs> oh, I, oh yeah I, and i haven't uh well i'm i'm timing my uh the release of my outtakes on youtube with uh with this um and apparently i don't know what you're gonna put the no agenda crawler on the outtakes <laughs> yeah of course They'll be up there for all of three minutes. <laughs> but in there, there's I. I don't know if they put in like the Michael Jackson crap and all that stuff we had to do. I have no idea because I still haven't received my copy. Uh, but uh, Steve Leeds, who uh, who hired me, who now works at Sirius XM, he called me and he said, "Hey man, did you read that thing?" And I said, "Wow!" And it's about how I had to fire Carolyn Heldman because she wouldn't shave her legs. So yeah, I remember that. I do remember saying it, actually, because that was true. Remember Carolyn Hellman? She was kind of the girl from Colorado. I never watched MTV. Oh, she, had, uh, she was cute, long blonde hair, kind of girl next door type. 
and she kept wearing shorts, which was cute, but she had hairy legs, and she and she refused to shave them, and they fired her for it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a mean world out there. Yeah, it's a horribly mean world. So but anyway, so Anita Hill's just you know we're, yeah. we were missing the whole point with her. Yeah, but I just thought it was cool that we could get the clips, and I and I. Had no idea that uh, Joe Biden was such a horn I dog. Re- I forgot that it was Joe Biden, but now that you mention, I can still see him because I watched those tests. Those, uh, those I watched them too, I'm, and I'm, he was like, you know, leaning over, and he was like <laughs> the famous phony Joe, you know, uh, trying to just wh- screw over that to the, yeah. the Reagan administration. What exactly was? Uh, come on, you can tell what exactly was the uh, the title of it. <laughs> And I'm sure that Thomas was an office douchebag. Yeah. Those guys are everywhere. They're all the, uh, don't think Joe O'Biden's not a douchebag. Oh, yeah, he must be really bad. Top of the list. Uh, speaking of which, or should I say douchebaguettes, that might be better. We have a new douchebaguette in the State Department. And uh, she, her name is... Hold on a second. I think it's Wendy... Let me just find her here for a second. I think it's Wendy Sherman. Oh, I'm sorry. Why am I not finding this? It should be under techno experts. Um, crap, hold on. Hold on. It's important that I set this up right. Because this was also on uh, C-SPAN. Here it is. Wendy Sherman. <clears throat> and she's only been at the... She's under Secretary of State. And uh, she fits the bill completely. You know, with the... With the Kind of the Christine Lagarde hair, uh, with the she switches the glasses, puts the the yeah, pinchers the on her nose hairdo. exactly. Uh, from the uh, Book of Knowledge from April ninety six ninety seven, she was president and CEO of Fannie Mae. Um, nice to know she was part of that scam, so she fits right in. Uh, she wow. then returned to the State Department as Madeleine Albright's counselor with the rank of ambassador. Appointed by President Bill Clinton and confirmed by the United States Senate, she was she advised United States Secretary of State Madeleine Albright on major issues of foreign policy, provided guidance to the department, and undertook special assignments. Vice Chair of the Albright Stonebridge Group, which of course is, uh, you know, when you leave, then you get to make uh, millions of dollars uh, with bogus contracts. Uh, and she also advised Hillary Clinton during the 2008 presidential campaign, um, and has served with Thomas Danilian uh, as an agency review lead for the State Department in the Obama presidential transition. <clears throat> so she's been uh, she's been around for a while, and uh, uh, now, of course, uh, she's the uh, Undersecretary of State. And she was being grilled pretty good, actually. And I believe her job is to work with the techno experts. And this, of course, coming from the most transparent agency. Most transparent administration in the history of the United States. And uh, here's a few questions about uh, her work involving with techno experts. And it has to do with um, whether or not the people in Iran have access to to Google Plus, Flash. <laughs> the people in Iran are like, I don't want Google Plus. It sucks. It's freaking lame. Google Plus, he said that. Yeah, and Flash. Do they have flash, access to Flash? That means. Flash. This is here. This is, use the word Flash. I think, <laughs> do you think his assistants are like yeah, just putting stuff in front of him so they can make a fool out of him? But yes, why say Flash? Why say Google Plus? Why not Facebook and Twitter? No, it's uh, yeah. Well, that's that plug. Do you have Google Plus and Flash? 
And Flash, Flash is not a program that you run. It's Flash. Do you have Flash, John? It's a revolutionary new tool, this Flash thing. It's like tubes. Have access to to Google Plus and Flash. <laughs> no, we use HTML5 in our revolution, damn it. And other websites. <laughs> because we want to have uh, brave access, brave, brave activists have that ability. Bah. You know, to to obtain that information, to get a hold of the tools that they need. Tools. But are there impediments oh. to them accessing these sites? Uh, and are there any any impediments on our end? All right. So this is getting interesting. All right. Talk about what you got going on, girl, Wendy Sherman. Uh, thank you very much for that very important question. We do, in fact, have oh. programs. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. In place that do training and training. offer technologies that might help Woo! the people of Iran escape the repression and the lack of access to exactly uh, the Internet and the programs that you suggest. Like Google Plus and Flash! Uh, I unfortunately need to say, Congressman, that be glad to discuss this further in another setting because given the repressive nature of the Iranian regime, oh. further discussion in this setting would put people at risk. Oh, yeah, like the guys who make Flash. We got. We can't talk about the guys who make Flash. Well, then let's dig a little deeper, shall we, about tools. Uh, similarly, I would say we need a, a budget that allows us to do the kind of programming that uh, Congressman Royce raised. Oh, we need more money for techno experts for tools. Around how we, in fact, help get Internet tools uh, to people in repressive societies. Uh -huh. So that's, so, that's our answer is more Internet no, tools? No, I'm saying that. <laughs> I mean, tool with all due respect, with all due respect... That is a tool Wait, that... Excuse me, please. I'm sorry, sir. With, with all up. due respect. Um, I'm not sure with those comments that, uh, that I've got a lot of confidence that the threat is being taken seriously enough. All you, well, he, he, he thinks he wants to bomb Iran. But here comes the kicker. So at this point, I'm like, wow, this is pretty interesting. I go over to Randy Corbin's uh, site, uh, at Andy Carvin, yeah. the, the NPR shill, and he's retweeted uh, Change in Libya, uh, who says, uh, he retweeted this, YMAX seems to be pretty good today in Tripoli. Dude, you don't even have, have YMAX in Silicon Valley, and they got YMAX in Tripoli? That's odd. No, it's not odd. It's the State Department giving stuff. Yeah, no, I know, but it's odd that they... And why would you retweet that? Because he's like, cool, it's working. <sighs> they have WiMAX in Portland. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, Tripoli? Really? So, um, okay, now, this is... Uh, to wind it up with Wendy Sherman, something... This is really interesting. Um, we've often spoken about... Uh, what's the Chinese router company... That you keep harping about? Yeah, those guys. Those guys. Wee who? Wee he? Yeah, who, who, who? Who, who? So, uh, well, listen to this and then draw your own conclusion. Now, let me turn to uh, another issue. Uh, under SASADA, we uh, uh, directed the State Department. SASADA, by the way, is what a lot of this is about. These are the sanctions um, that have been put on uh, countries like Iran. 
that you cannot uh, do business with them and you can't uh, do financial transactions and you can't ship stuff, et cetera. So that's the SADA. And, and there's now some- you can't get rugs out of Iran. <laughs> yeah, so you can't get a rug. Uh, but apparently the State Department doesn't care about Sasada when it comes to their techno experts. To prevent, uh, to, to sanction those firms that give Iran the technology to suppress the Internet. And uh, there is a Chinese company that is, uh, uh, that we have great concerns, is just about to do that, uh, recently having sold Iran Internet monitoring equipment. Yeah. Uh, the State Department, consistent with its policy under the Iran Sanctions Act, uh, has a policy of just ignoring the law uh, and has refused to identify any item of equipment that would uh, trigger this uh, provision of Sasada. Uh, I know it's taking you 450 days to deal with the court decision, and this is less time than that. Any chance that the State Department will, since this committee passed, at least at the committee level, a provision directing you to do so, uh, identify those items of equipment that are uh, sanctionable under Sasada dealing with uh, Internet suppression? So this is where uh, the senator makes a big mistake, thinking that Hillary Clinton believes she has to follow the law. She is above. In fact, she is the law. And her shill will explain that. Uh, Congressman, we certainly want to follow through on the law as it has been uh, executed by you all and signed by the president. And I will come back to you with further information on that. Any chance you'll get it done within 450 days? Uh, I understand your concern. Any chance you'll get it done during the current administration? I understand, sir. Um, Given the fact that Iran (laughs) is engaged in an act of war against the United States, you would think that the State Department could act a little bit more quickly. Finally, is there any Yeah, finally. So the reason why is because they're using it on our own people. Internet monitoring equipment, of course. They're not going to stop that. They want it here. Sam knows. I guess they're talking about Huawei, the... Uh, Huawei, yeah. I can't imagine any other one. No, they're the big boys. Yeah. And they're the most corrupt, uh, in, not in a real way, but in a fact that they cheat. Shouldn't Hillary Clinton be called to account for that? For, you know, just not the following Congress the is law? Ballless. It's the ball. That's why they have such a... The low, the, the, the public's opinion of Congress is lower than, you know, 20% or so. It's just because they they do not use their powers. It's, it's, a, it's almost like the... The Roman Senate, you know, during the fall of the Roman Empire, they're useless. Yeah. It is quite useless. Sad. It's very sad. But no, Hillary can do what she wants. And, you know, get her hair done in Paris, float around. (laughs) Float around. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Jill, Jill, let's go get our hair done. It's beautiful. Hey, I didn't, uh, did I miss a Dvorak Horowitz unplugged? Or did no, you guys... we didn't do it this week. Oh, wow. It's It really breaks up my week. <clears throat> huh. I have a stand-in, though. A sta- You have a what? A stand-in. What do you mean a stand-in? Well, you know, when you can't get Hi, your... I'm Adam Curry. No, no. you're not. No. When... <laughs> you're a stand-in. I am Adam Curry. No, when I, you know, I got a substitute. When you can't get your Dvorak Horowitz unplugged, which is a great podcast, if you want to know about the... State of financial stuff. And if you want to make tons of dough following John's tips. <laughs> uh, here's two guys who, uh, in two minutes, do uh, stuff, the material as good as your entire show. Hey, Roger, your special subject tonight is the economies of the European community. Mm-hmm. Your time starts now. Best of luck. Thank you. How much does Greece owe, Roger? 
Uh, $367 billion. Correct. And who do they owe it to? Mostly to the other European economies. Correct. How much does Ireland owe? $865 billion. Correct. And who do they owe it to? Other European economies, mostly. Correct. How much does Spain and Italy owe? $1 trillion each. Correct. Who to? Mainly France, Britain and Germany. Correct. And how are Germany, France and Britain going, Roger? Well, they're struggling a bit, aren't they? Correct. Why? Because they've lent all these vast amounts of money to other European economies that can't possibly pay them back. Correct. So what are they going to do? They're going to have to bail them out. Correct. Where are they getting the money to do that, Roger? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that one. How much does Portugal owe? Hang on a minute. What was the answer to that earlier question? Just keep answering the questions, Roger. Where is Portugal going to get the money it owes to Germany if Germany can't get back the money that it lent to Italy? Just a minute. What was the answer to the previous question? The question was, how can broke economies yes. lend money to other broke economies yes. who haven't got any money because they can't pay back the money the broke economy lent to the other broke economy and shouldn't have lent it to them in the first place because the broke economy can't pay it back. You're wasting very valuable time, Roger. How much money does Spain owe to Italy? $41 billion, but where are they going to get it? Correct. What does Italy owe to Spain? $27 billion, but they haven't got it. They're broke. Correct. How can they pay each other if neither of them has any money? They're going to get a bailout, aren't they? Correct. And where's the money coming from for the bailout? That's what I'm asking you. Correct. Why are people selling the European currency and buying the US dollar? Because the US economy is so much stronger than the European economy. Correct. Why is that, Roger? Because it's owned by China. Correct. And uh, very well done. And after that round, you've lost a million dollars. <laughs> I love that bit. Yeah, yeah. That bit's been around. Okay. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Huh, huh. In the morning. Not, not absolutely sure that depressing uh, comedic clip is the perfect lead-in. Yeah, I think we it is. We have some people to thank for uh, helping us out on the show 348, Eric Schumann the top of the list in Indianapolis, Indiana, $111.11. He wants to be, he says, please deduce another vegan donor. I've been a boner for too long. You've been deduced. Morton Kiernan in Copenhagen. Uh, that, that was $111.11. Says, so is this one. And he says he wants to be deducing and karma in his karma deducing combo to help sell his mother's apartment in these trying times. Just received my inheritance from the bank who had forgotten to expedite the transaction for six months after my mother died from cancer earlier Ugh. this year. I donated a lucky $111.11 for her and to help you guys out for a wonderful product. Karma to you as well for providing superior content through 2011, which helped me through this rough patch. Wow. <laughs> You've been deduced. You've got karma. For mom. And sure. David Varney in Apollo, Pennsylvania, $100 from David V. Hi, Adam and John. No, you, this amount isn't befitting of the service you guys provide to me, but it is unfortunately all I can eke out at the moment. So if I may have some karma to help me in the dark days ahead, I will do my best to give a more deserving amount to you in the near future. Thanks for all you do. You've got karma. And Thank more you. karma for Lucas Lundy in Tacoma, Washington. $100 could really use a shot for my job search. If you don't mind, thanks for the show. You've got karma. And that's a man looking for work. 
Uh, Eon Gilman, Rockford, Illinois, $88.18 without comment. Craig Or, or Ian, perhaps, instead of Eon. <clears throat> I said Eon. Yeah, I think it's Ian. Yeah, it is Ian. Okay. Craig Dashnow in Tumwater, Washington. That used to be a place where they made Olympia beer, if I'm not mistaken. $75, dear Adam and John, or John and Adam. My name is Craig, an American, and I now reside in Melbourne, Australia. I donated under the name Randon back when you were first asking for a donation. I was an unemployed slob then. Now I am unemployed here. And now, now that I'm unemployed here, oh God. <laughs> here's $75 U.S. You can uh, please de-douche me. You've been de-douched. And he needs some karma, too, and I was hoping I could have done a combo. Oh, Give him karma. All right, sorry about that. Should have done a combo. You've got <clears throat> karma. He wants a jo- new job that's decidedly less fascist. <laughs> is, he, is he working at the noodle place? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they have these noodle guys. Also, if you could take a suggestion, as uh, many donations you get from us Aussies, you should open a bank account here so you can make all the subscriptions stay flowing and get all the money you deserve. That's an interesting idea. I don't know. Can you just do that? Can you open up a, a bank account in Australia without... Uh... Probably. Mm, okay. Borislav Marinoff, or Sir Marinoff to you, in Eliso Viejo, California, is, uh, was at the gas station listening to No Agenda when I heard you mistakenly repeat my donation from the last show. Here we go again. I felt bad about that. We gotta let's just repeat. <laughs> keep it going. This is a good. This is a good idea. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I felt bad. Yeah, but not that bad to donate again so soon. But when I get my car got filled up with gas, my receipt ended up being thirty six dollars and sixty six cents. Three six six six. I realized what Karma wanted me to do. So here's seventy three thirty two, double the amount from my receipt. Wow. Thirty three digits in the middle probably are a simple coincidence. Keep on spending that Karma to my family. My sending it to my family. My kids. Past, current, and future, known or unknown as well. Let me give him a karma. That's very kind of you to do that, sir. Thank you very much, Sir Marinoff. You've got karma. On the topics of 666, Joe Wagner in Emeryville, California, local boy. $60 to $6.66. Thanks for continuing what you do. Here's a few bucks to help you continue just to get by. Mm-hmm. And he needs some karma in Emeryville. All right, coming up. You've got karma. Alan Asaf, Sir Alan Asaf, 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 in Decatur, Georgia, $60. John and Adam, my boner challenge was inspired by the money grubbers at our national treasure. I am pleased that my fellow CISA admins stepped up for show 346. I counted four producers and for show 347, eight producers, all donating 5510. Here's my matching donation of $60. Please give my fellow CIS admins a shot. shot of- You've got... Karma. Take care of vagina mofos. Oh my god. It's beautiful. What is that? It's called the jazzling. It's like the dazzling but for your vagina. <laughs> Craig Kuttner in Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, 5510. And matter of fact, is now that I need a karma shot, love the show. I can't wait to see how the Texas adjusted the two Gitmo lowlanders. <laughs> <laughs> that would be us. Here's a karma shot for you. A Texas karma shot. You've got karma. So, Felix. Don't read this part on the air. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, which okay, got it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Hello. Hello. Leo, California, 55.9. Hey, guys, newbie listener and first-time donor. Happy to toss you double nickels on the dime. 
on the nine. Ooh, double nickels on the nine. I like 5509. Cool. I like that. Double nickels on the nine for a little karma and airtime. I'm fascinated by the Occupy movement, but I'm not in a position to be at one. One thing is clear is most people don't understand the thing, so I put together a show made up of messages, updates, field reports, general boots on the ground, theater for interested folks. The podcast is called The Occupants. The website is occupants.tumblr.com, and most importantly, we're looking for independent reporters on the ground at these events so we can get more, more clips. Uh, he's the only delivery mechanism, and you can give... Uh, go to... Well, I don't know. We should give this number out. He wants a call. Yeah, why not? All right. He's got a number you can call if you go to any of these events and he's going to post your stuff. 209-647-1845 and give him a shot of karma. Yeah. Okay, Felix. Thank you so much for your double nickels on the Niner. You've got karma. Okay. Uh, I got to hold on one second. New donor here, John Benham. Yeah, get to that one. From Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll do it. It's uh, $53.33, 5333. Hey, John and Adam, been a listener of the show for about a year now, thanks to my friend Chuck Town, who introduced me to you guys a week ago. He threatened to have you guys send me a douchebag since I have not yet donated to the program in order to avoid the bad karma. Here's a long overdue 5333. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Sir CG uh, in M- Mount Gambier, South Australia. Uh, $52. Hey, guys. Knight here. Hoping you can do a birthday shout-out to my beautiful fiance Haley Johns. we do that in a second. (laughs) Adam, can you do your really exaggerated, deep, (laughs) sexy voice and lay on the compliments? Okay. She's a drama, music, primary school teacher, and we all know what primary teachers are like. Uh Uh-huh. I know she will go... I know she'll go bright red when I play it for her. Thanks. Okay. And keep up, that's nice. Yeah. Keep up the good work, <laughs> okay. old Clinton. I can't wait to do it. Rock it. Chris Lewinsky in Sherwood Park, Alberta, $50. David Middlebrook in Elon Abernethyshire, UK, 50 Jason Burke, Richmond, Texas, 50 uh, Tim Johnson, uh, Altamont Springs, 50 Michael Sagenthaler, Sir San Fernando, or I'm sorry, San Bernardino, California, uh, $50. But he says... Ziegenthaler, formerly of San Bernardino, now back in Gitmo Nation, Dirty South, uh, wherever that is. Been a been a while. Please de-douche me. Another misspelling. <laughs> Doing well with my art. Thought I'd send some your way. Keep up the good work. I need something to listen to while I'm drawing and painting. You've been de-douched. We're always looking for good art. Yeah. And uh, that'll be it for our donors. Oh, for yeah, this Tim, Tim Johnson down there. One more. I, I said Tim Johnson oh, before sorry. I said Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, we do have a couple of uh, we quite a few birthdays today. Oh, I also have one more that came in by check. Mm-hmm. $111.11 from Christopher Gray in Grand, Bla- Grand something. Grand Blanc. <clears throat> as in uh, Boudin Blanc. Mm. Uh, a sausage. Sauvignon uh, Blanc. Uh, Grand Blanc, Michigan, uh, Christopher Gray, $111, and that uh, came across the uh, transom. Apparently, the 209 number that we just gave out is a multi-level marketing-type spam recorded voice announcement. Is that right? Well, that's what the chat room says. Okay, well, then don't call it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's no good. That's <laughs> good. Spam. Uh, multi-level marketing. Hello. Would you like to buy some soap? 
<laughs> Did you know that soap is killing you? That's right. All of the bad chemicals in soap are killing you. They seep through the skin, but our soap is different. John, tell them why. It's got new blockage chemicals that keep it from soaking into your skin and body and poisoning yourself. You have to drink a couple of sodas. Uh, <laughs> You're no good. No, pitch here. no wonder we suck at any anything else with begging for money. Well, we're not pitchmen. We certainly aren't. We do need to get more donations, though. This show was, came very low. And I do have to say, though, October 15th is a tax day, and every time we hit one of those, we get nothing. Yeah. And also... Uh, kind of sad how that works, because like, we have to pay taxes, too. And, and then the worst it's all one's going coming out. up, which is Thanksgiving, Why is which that will the cost worst? us two shows. The Thanksgiving, we never get anybody to oh, either right. listen or, or donate. And then the Sunday following Thanksgiving is also essentially part of that same holiday. Right. It's, a, it's a double shot. A double shot of crap. Yeah. So I hope people pay attention to a mailing we're going to do to promote the 11-11-11 day, and that would maybe get us through Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's going to be a big one, 11-11-11. You can sign up for the 11-11 at uh, our website. org slash N-A. Of course, if you want to become an instant 11-11-11 night, uh, that'll be great if you can, uh, if you can afford it. Um, and uh, as... The people who normally listen to the show know, you know, we are a program that exists in a completely new format. We have no copyrights. You can do anything you want with the show. You can do anything you want with the name. You can uh, make money off of it, uh, sell lemonade, uh, send us some of it, and just uh, support the program because that's all that we do. Except and for, remember, we give you about uh, five, five hours, hours a week. of content yeah. a week, a week, or twenty plus hours a month. And uh, if you compare that to what you get for your two-hour movie visit when you have to pay 20 bucks to go to a movie, I think uh, you should reconsider. And also what you pay for parking nowadays is literally, uh, you know, can be uh, 10, 15 bucks in, some, in San Francisco. Oh, easily. Do you think if we won a podcast award, we'd get more money? No. Okay. All right. I'd like to win the podcast award. We're up for uh, category politics, which is like, Really? <laughs> with all those vagina drops? I don't think what, so. What is the uh, what category you think we should be in? Well, we're also in the people's choice category, which is nice. Well, that, yeah. That yeah, that's the one. I don't know. We should be in humor. I think we should be in the humor category. You think there's a comedy podcast? Is that what you're thinking? I don't know if it's a... If I it's think a, it's more politics than comedy. I mean, let's face it, you're just not that funny. <sighs> wow. That's uh, thanks, pal. Come on, yeah. I'm just kidding. Ah, I kid, I kid. I'm trying to find uh, what the categories are. Podcast award listing. What is the? Do they have a podcast? Uh, you'd think it'd be podcastawards.com, but uh, yeah. oh yeah, there it is. Podcast awards. People, people's choice. Let's see. Want to see what the competition is? Yeah. Uh, the four player podcast. Huh? Yeah. Cocktails and cream puffs. What? ESPN Football Today. Oh, that doesn't count. The Feast That's of... That's a commercial product. The Feast of Fun. Huh. Kid Friday. What's Ma that? I don't know. Manager Tools. Then there's Us No Agenda. Then The Disciplined Investor. That's a slap in the face, by the way. The Disciplined Investor. Uh, the Majority Report... And the Smart Passive Income Podcast. What? The Smart Passive Income Podcast. I don't know what okay. that is. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And then there's Best Produced, which we're not in, although I think we should be. 
Uh, what? We're not in best. This is show is overproduced. Yeah, thank you. I mean, <laughs> who else has a, a win, loser drone jingle? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Business exactly. business podcast. Uh, we're not in that. Nor are you. No, Dvorak Horowitz not in that either, which I think is sad. Uh, comedy. We're not in comedy. Uh, Who's in comedy? Blacking it up. Comedy bang bang. Comedy forecast. Drunk tank. File under horrible. Fun employment radio. Jim and them. The Jersey Jerks show. Trailer pod boys and WTF with Mark Marin, which actually probably should win. Uh, then we have education, entertainment. We could have been in the general entertainment category. I think it's entertaining. Yeah, but we're not. Mm. Food and drink. Well, gaming. Oh, GLBT. How come? Oh, <laughs> GLBT. Here's some titles for you: Babylon podcast, bend over and take it, <laughs> cocktails and cream puffs, comic book queers. The Feast of Fun, Gay Sunday Brunch, Homo Ground, My Pod is My Co-Pilot, Ramble Redhead, and Scream Queens. My goodness. You could have easily have been in that category. Anyway. Uh, we're not. And uh, we'd much what about ra- politics? Where's the competition in politics? Oh, okay. Uh, Best of the Left, Citizen Radio, Electric Politics, Free Talk Live, who I think always win. Legion of News, Majority Report, No Agenda, The Hot Box, The PWA Show, and This Is Hell. I've, I've not listened to any of them except for Free Talk Live, which I also just like, oh. And they all have commercials. I think they, they all have commercials? I think, I think most of them do, yeah. They, we should be win just because we don't have commercials. Yeah, we refuse to have commu- yeah, commercials. Yeah, th- there should be a best non-commercial podcast. Yeah. Yeah, there's no category for that. Anyway, unfortunately, this year there's no money for prizes, so... Uh, it's gotten that bad. This will be the year we win, then. <laughs> that's right. When there's, when, there, when there's no statue, that'll be the year that we win. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah, it's All right, Samal says happy birthday to uh, her fiancé, Emmanuel, turns uh, 23 today. And then, as requested, uh, Sir CG wants me to do it uh, like this. Uh, So Sir CG uh, says happy birthday to his lovely, talented, hot, sexy, just rocking the body, Haley Johns. She celebrates. Congratulations, baby. Yeah! And that's it. I think that'll hey, do I was it. expecting you to go down another octave. That was well. It's hard when the jingle's running. I was consider. I, I could do. <coughs> hey, baby. Hey, Haley Johns. Sir CG thinks you're so hot, baby. Now, could you tell me what the name of the movie was that you were watching? All right, I think we uh, need to uh, grab some blades. We have some catching up to do here, John, from uh, Thursday's show. If you could, uh, yeah, thank you very much. All right, Alexander Cody Kiltia, Gary Blatt, Thomas Nussbaum, who uh, gives his knighthood to Victor Gonzalez, so Victor step forward, and St. Nicole, who will be sainted today, along with uh, the winner of the Pelsmockers Challenge, Glenn Riccio. Ladies and gentlemen, I pronounce the following people knights and dames and saints. It is Sir Alexander Cody, Sir Gary Black, 
Sir Victor Gonzalez, Saint Nicole, and Sir Glenn Riccio. All now welcome at the No Agenda Roundtable, where the knights are seated. And of course, uh, your ring will be on the way. I think we have we done the reorder for the new sizes, uh, so we have everything in stock. I think Eric. No, the show we're just going to be a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, but we have we ordered them, or are they just it's going to be a while until they till they come. It's both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of important. Uh, I yeah, mean, they'll come. You, we we, look, we I, ran I, out, I except produ- for certain sizes we still have, but they'll do okay. all the sizes we ran out, and we're going to reorder. All right. I mean, I, I produce the podcast, and you take care of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. I, I'm I just can. asking. I mean, you ask, is the show up every single day? Yes. I put the show up. Show yeah, notes yeah. in order? Yeah, show notes in order. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm just asking about the rings. That's all. Sorry. You're, you're being pesky. I want to go back to... Um, that clip you played from Joe O'Biden uh, on the last show where he said something completely unintelligible on ABC, Good Morning America. He said, okay. like, you know, he said, like, there's there's adequate proof about the assertions made and assumptions kind of that it might be a plot. Right. Uh, but he there was more that he said. I'm surprised you didn't play more of the clip. Uh, he's he's literally saying how he's going to rile up the rest of the world so we can go bomb Iran. But what we're talking about is that. Uh, we have to make sure, first and foremost, and I think we've done this incredibly well so far, is to unite the whole world in the moral disapprobation of the Iranian actions so that whatever action ultimately is taken, whether it's in additional sanctions, some of which we've already taken, and nothing has been taken off the table, that the world is united, that it's not the United States versus <laughs> Iran, that the isolation of Iran and the attempt to change the behavior is, is universal. Not just, uh, not just with us. And let's talk about the. American so economy. the reason I play that is because just every, even CNN, uh, even CNN, I should say, and Fox and MSNBC, everyone's like, this is bogus. Of course, we said it was bogus too, and it's like this is so ridiculous, so obviously bogus. So ob- except for one, one little outfit that uh, that is so on board with the program. I want you to listen to this clip from our national treasure, NPR, who, by the way, are doing uh, their fundraising drive again. These guys are so insincere. These jabronis. Are they doing it in, up in your neck of the woods, too? The fundraising? I, I haven't looked at the NPR for a while. Uh, well, you might not they do look, that you constantly. Listen. Yeah. So KPCC is is, is doing their drive. And they're, so, they're like, oh, uh, you know, it's like <sighs> they're so insincere. They're just so ins- they're all salaried. They're all paid. They're paid for by sponsors. I'm sorry. Call it whatever you want, advertising the donors. And they're like, we're not going to be on the air. You need great stuff. We'll never hear it anywhere else. And then they come out with this little expert. And now, tell me if you can catch what the expert says about the Iranian uh, terror plot. Does anything about the story the U.S. government is telling make you wonder or doubt that they have the whole story here yet? Well, as I said, the only unusual aspect of this is uh, actually having a terrorist operation on American territory. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what the evidence about this is, but I'm not in position to doubt it. <laughs> I'm not in a position to doubt it. Because, no, so just believe whatever you're told. Because I'm on NPR. I'm not in a, I'm not I'm in, not a, in a position, I'm to, not doubt in a position to doubt that. I can't do that. Are you kidding me? That's no good. They just lie all the time, so why would I doubt this? The one thing that I do find interesting um, as an additional twist in the plot 
is there this you know, there's different Mexican drug lords and gangs and the one that there and I forgot the name it's like Vuolo Zolo Zilo Zua I'm sorry I should I need to do more research so it's kind of focusing everyone's attention towards that Mexican gang instead of the Mexican gang that was getting the guns from Fast and Furious I thought that was kind of an interesting twist Oh yeah well this whole thing is a is a is a distraction well, of course. I think. Of course. From Fast and Furious to keep uh, Holder in, in his job and to to downplay the eventual testimony he's going to have to give before Congress as, as they do hearing after hearing. <sighs> so boring, but I, I still watch it. By the way, did we plug that where people can help us with the donations? Yeah, we did. I'm happy to do it again. org slash N-A. Zetas. That's what it is. The Zetas. 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 I think that's the Zetas. Means they're on board. Yeah, of course they're on board. Hoy, 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 hoy. Gold been discovered in South Carolina. What? Yeah, gold. They discovered uh, gold in South Carolina. Really? Yeah, they're reopening the historic Haley Gold Mine near Kershaw, South Carolina. They expect the first gold bar to pour out in early 2014. Huh. What does that mean? I don't know. Move to South Carolina, is what I say. I'm going to go panning. Panning for gold. a lot of gold there. Mm, well. I would have found it by now. And I said at the at the beginning, and this is just another, I mean, you talk about your $18 million website. The FBI has awarded $524,927 no, $524, contract to a Virginia company to record as much radio news and talk programming as possible on the Internet. The FBI says it is not playing Big Brother by policing the airwaves, which is, I don't see how they get it to be airwaves, but rather seeking access to what airs as potential evidence. Yeah, somebody sent us a note about this. That, that, I, as far as I can tell, that means we, we'll have one more listener. <laughs> but uh, I actually... Well, they donate. That's, they got that yeah. 500000 bucks. Come on. It makes the FBI official boners. Like, <laughs> you can't be listening and not uh, participating in the show. Yeah, where's our FBI donors, not boners? Well, I know we have a lot of uh, people at the three-letter agencies listening to the show, and a lot of them do donate, but when it gets to be this official, I mean, that's uh, that's not okay. You know, you should be, should be ponying up. And by the way, how can half a million dollars for essentially iTunes, all these guys are going to do is just subscribe to a whole bunch of podcasts. How hard is that? And we need that kind of gig. Yeah. You know, yeah, we could use that money. Yeah. That's totally bogus. So I have kind of a quasi-real news story. No, I'm sorry. I'm slow on the draw. And now, back to real news. So there's this show with Kathy Bates that started last year. They never gave it much of a chance. They didn't play many episodes. Oh, it only so. runs on uh, the Dish Network, I think, isn't it? It runs on ABC, but they won't oh. put it on the Internet. Oh. So nobody can catch up with it. it <laughs> so, no, so no one cares. <laughs> Harry's Law. Uh-huh. And so they've changed, they're changing their, their, the douchebag suits from ABC or, or no, I'm sorry, it's NBC because they're the ones who muck with stuff. The ABC guys will let it go for a while. It's NBC, typical. And so they're, uh, they're mucking with the show, changing the formula, getting rid of the pretty, getting rid of the pretty blonde. And they're just basically turning into another oh, David that's E. Kelly. so wrong. You can't get rid of the pretty blonde. That's a they got rid of the pretty blonde. Fail, fail, fail. Now there's no pretty blonde. It's ridiculous. Why but watch? anyway, 
So, but they, they, David E. Kelly, you know, has put up with his suits that came in to ruin his show, but he didn't. So he's decided to, cause he figures the show's doomed. So he's going to do his, his typical of, of all David E. Kelly shows where they have the lawyer give a lecture to the jury that is just basically David E. Kelly <laughs> bitching about something. Oh, really? And uh, this one here is the David E. Kelly clip uh, with the uh, Kathy Bates talking to the, the stories about some girl who got some teenage kid who who bitched about some other girl in some mean-spirited way. And then the girl committed suicide. And so now the government's going after the blogger. She's a blogger. Blogger, yeah, of course. And uh, to, to, get, to, to ruin her life. But then the David E. Kelly has to have this uh, little uh, kind of episodic uh, pet peeve. It didn't happen in a vacuum. You can be sure of that. Consider the world she's been raised in. Cruelty sells, and it sells big. The most successful blogs flaunt their snark badges. The Huffington Post, the Daily Beast, Perez Hilton. Have you read these things? And newspapers, too. Page six of the New York... whatever. And how about television? Cable news shows trade on mean. Some of these media darlings. Ann Coulter called Al Gore a fag. Glenn Beck... Keith Olbermann, Bill Maher, Rush Limbaugh. They don't get sanctioned for being cruel. They get book deals. Dude, how come she didn't say Curry and Dvorak? That sucks. <laughs> we don't get up. No agenda. No agenda. We got to get mean. We got to get tough. We don't have any book deals either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, what's my book deal? Anyway, so I, I'm I watching this roll in my eyes, of course. But at least she got in the fag thing. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, she yeah. should have slipped in a vagina for the ad for the ad guys. Yeah, yeah. We're waiting for that. I, I did see uh, a nice PR effort. Uh, Edelman Worldwide is uh, advertising all over Los Angeles. Edelman is, uh, they must be one of the biggest. Uh, uh, how do they compare in size to uh, Hill They're and monsters. They're the ones who do Microsoft. Uh, they right. have a lot of big clients. They're very expensive, and I don't think they're that good, personally. Well, they have a website uh, that goes along with these cute little drawings on the back of buses everywhere, and the, boy, are they in the pocket of the big pharma boys. California is experiencing what the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention considers the worst epidemic of whooping cough in 60 years. <laughs> Beginning at birth and through their teenage years, children should be vaccinated against many common childhood illnesses. It gives me peace of mind to know that when I get my kids vaccinated, it means that they won't suffer from these serious diseases. Remember, stay healthy, vaccinate. Yeah. So they literally make it look like it's, uh, you know, it's called vaccinatela.com. And they make it look like, you know, the L.A. Department, the City Department of Health, because they have a little sticker on there. But you want to contact them, contact Amy Dufour at Edelman Worldwide. The whole thing is an Edelman operation. To It's, it's not, you know, they make it look like, you know, this is uh, the city of Los Angeles looking out for you, but it's not. It's it's the big pharmaceutical companies trying to get you, you to shoot up your kids. And I'm looking at the list of stuff that they recommend. My goodness. There's got to be 30 shots on here. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I think diphtheria is a good idea. What's the other ones? <laughs> you want you seriously? I want to look at them. It's pretty funny. Hold on a second. Get, they have a list and when when you should start and everything. A little chart. Yeah, they're also promoting the newest thing. They're promoting is you, 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 no matter how, what shots you've ever gotten throughout your life, you need another shot. Okay. Oh yeah, I know you booster. Boosters. So uh, diphtheria, which is. Uh, 
causes a thick covering in the back of the throat and can lead to breathing problems, paralysis, heart failure, and even death. Is, yeah, that, the, that, that, is that the whooping cough? No, no, that's uh, diphtheria. Oh, okay. Whooping cough is just a <gasps> cough. Okay, hepatitis A, <coughs> hepatitis B, HPV, influenza, measles, meningococcal, which is, I guess, meningitis, mumps, pertussis, pneumocol. What's pneumocol? Mm, never heard of it. Causes blood infections, pneumonia, and meningitis. Mostly in young children. Uh, polio, rotavirus, rubella, tetanus, and varicella. Which is chicken pox. So that's, uh, th- those are the recommended when you, uh, the, uh, when you come out of the womb, I think. So, hey, here, kid, take a shot. Pretty well, up. one of their top paying clients, one of the big boys. Yeah. Top of the list. Uh, for uh, Edelman Worldwide. Sharing plow. Oh, yeah. Of course. Big pharma. There big, w- big, big pharma. There was that's some. big pharma. That's very big pharma. Uh, and there was a kind of an interesting report, uh, which uh, <clears throat> wasn't Israeli, so it's a translation thanks to Google Translate. Comparative analysis carried out by researcher Dr. Baruch Len, by, the, by Dr. Baruch of the Len Policy Unit, Genetic and Bioethics, suggests that the public response to swine flu vaccine was low in many of the countries that have experienced social uprising last summer, <laughs> including Israel. So what this report says is... Or implies. Implies is that uh, in countries where the slaves just won't take it, that they're also most likely to riot. Or... <laughs> In countries where you take your vaccinations, and I'm not against all vaccinations, I don't want polio, um, it implies that uh, there's something in there that keeps you real quiet and calm. <laughs> really, well, that, that is not in the report, but I can see where you get that. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Crazy twats. That's funny. That's yeah. a good analysis. Re- reverse engineering <laughs> reverse the, it. what they're trying to convey. Meanwhile, of course, uh, what uh, what's really going on, uh, certainly in California, but in, I think, 16 uh, uh, states in the United States of Gitmo Nation where marijuana is legal, uh, now the, uh, the federales, so first they started by, because they want to shut this down, right? And the, which is uh, unconstitutional as far as I'm concerned, because the states can... No, well, yeah, where's, the, where's the constitutional amendment outlawing marijuana? The same way the Volstead Act outlawed alcohol. Why? They just pass a law. You can't do that. You, so in other words, screw the Constitution. You just basically now we, we say it's illegal. And if I recall, the 18th, was it the 18th Amendment that outlawed the alcohol? Or the 19th? No, it was, I have to look. It's the Volstead uh, Act. But it wasn't it was an amendment. I think it was the what? 17th, wasn't it? It was an amendment, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an yeah. amendment to the Constitution. Right. So no, and how'd that work out? That uh, banning alcohol. How'd that work out for everybody? Turned out to be a, a disaster. No, that's not true. We got Boardwalk Empire, a great HBO series. So I think we win at the end. It's the 18th Amendment. I told you. So they're now trying to do this, and the, the first thing they've... So they've just been going, busting up these, uh, these weed shops. This plant, by the way. It's a plant that grows like a weed. It grows in the backyard, yeah, not my ca- backyard. why we call it a weed. And uh, so this is uh, completely illegal. This is no good. You can't have this happen. This is bad, 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 bad. 
And uh, so they're going after landlords by saying, hey, you've got a, a medical uh, marijuana shop on your property. Uh, we're going to screw you. Fully legal in the state of California. Yeah, we're going to screw you. So that's not working. You know what they're doing now? The IRS is coming after people. Yeah. They're sending the IRS. And I was... Yeah, the, the Gestapo. The Gestapo, who have guns. They have real guns. And they, and they come into your place of business with them, because I've had it happen to me. Uh, local report uh, on the West Coast here the, actually said it exactly the way I've been explaining it for quite a while. It seemed really remarkably absurd to me that we were allowed to take a deduction for an illegal substance, but not allowed to take deductions for completely legal. Uh, hold on. So that's the tax thing. This is the one I wanted to play. <clears throat> Sorry. We only have 30 seconds here, but why now? You said you've been following the story for several months, but why now are, are these hits coming for, for a small business owner like the one you just talked to? It is the question that these not-for-profit business owners are asking. Why would the administration change course? Some have a conspiratorial theory. They believe that the pharmaceutical companies are behind this because they're going to be able to start using synthetic forms of marijuana or THC in medications that will hit the market in the next two years. It's a conspiracy, by the way. Conspiracy theory. Oh, conspiracy theory. Can't be true. It's a conspiracy theory. It's exactly what's happening. And besides, it's not and it's not just the synthetic marijuana. It's like Oxycontin, uh, you know, Xanax, Adderall, yeah, Zoloft, all the legal drugs. That's why. And who donates lots of money to politicians? Big pharmaceutical companies. And big uh, health insurance companies, both. Yeah. Hey, son. Hey, son. That way they can jack up the price and you're stuck. Get that Get that marijuana that seems to be curing people of stuff and helping them out. Get that off the streets. We're not going to donate to your campaign, son. So now, now let's, let me just ask a question because if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But when Obama ran for the president, he uh, made a big deal about this uh, le- about the states that had legalized marijuana, and he yeah. promised that the feds who had been harassing these uh, states would stop. They would stop. Yeah. But it hasn't stopped one bit. In fact, with under Obama, who promised that they would stop doing this, it's actually increased. Yes. Am I wrong with about this assumption? Or no, is it, no. You're, does you're... Obama know this is going on? Maybe they've kept this information from him. He's being misled. Well, so two. Th- it's funny you bring that up because there's one clip that I didn't didn't get because I didn't think it would would get to it. A woman who says I actually helped elect President Obama and get him in the White House, and she runs a medical uh, non nonprofit medical marijuana dispensary. She says now I have to tell all my friends and neighbors and my clients to register Republican and vote for Ron Paul. Which is just about you know, and I think we should just take it there for one second. This guy is being ignored to such a degree by the mainstream media. I mean, he's the front runner in the straw polls. And now I was watching the douchebag Sunday shows. What is it? Romney versus Perry. McCain, you know, Kane is in there. There's not one mention. These people are so afraid that people will actually hear Ron Paul's message. They are so afraid of it that they are instructed to completely ignore him. Right, and and you compound that with the techno experts who go online yep. and slam Ron Paul left and right, and they usually you know harp on one one item or another that they dislike. Gold being the one one you get from a lot of them, right? And uh, as if Ron Paul is going to change changes back to the gold standard. Uh, I mean, he he's head of the 
Finance Committee, and he can't get the Fed to open its books. No. So, I mean, and he wants limited government, so he's not going to do it. You know, he's going to be, he's going to reverse a lot of trends. They don't, these trends are not, uh, the powers that be, the elites, as you would put them, do not want these trends reversed. No. Because there's money to be made. Did you see the, um, it was just a short little blurb. You know, the Pentagon, of course, agreed to be, uh, to open up their books and be audited by, um, what was it 2017 or something? Yeah, some, <laughs> someday in the future when I'm out, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to do that, but I, I let me retire no, yeah, first. Yeah, let me, let me get my consulting practice set up and uh, get my contracts in. Uh, now they're saying, yeah, you know, we had to do something by 2014. We can, you know, we can do that and then we'll be ready by, ready by 2017. Uh, but we also need to put a billion dollars in the budget for the audit. A billion dollars for the audit. So, got, yeah. so they're just basically stealing money. Yeah. Well, from you, the taxpayers. And we remember what, uh, Donald, and they got no accounting. Are you kidding me? The Pentagon just gets money and they don't account for any of it. They just, it just disappears into a black hole and nobody gives a crap. Maybe it's time to play this little audio clip from uh, uh, 2001. This is on September 10th, 2001. This is Donald Rumsfeld, the uh, Secretary of Defense at the time in a, I don't know if it was a press conference or a news conference, and here's what he had to say about the finances of the Pentagon. I'm actually pulling this right off of uh, the web, so let's see if we can uh, get this here. Hold on. Wow. I, of course, I clicked the one that sucks. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me go to, hate to do it, but probably have to go to YouTube. There goes our award as best produced. <laughs> yeah, so much for our production award. Uh, let's try this one. Here we go. Oh, please. Don't give me this whole, I just want the quote. Uh, uh, you know what? We're, we just lost in every category. Well, just clip it for the next show. We anyway, you know what's cool about our show? We have another show coming up. <laughs> it's not it's not cool and we suck. It's really know. bad. Anyway, oh, why you know they might have taken it off. It used to be you could you could google that. And you well, get to save this stuff on your machine otherwise it just gets destroyed by miscellaneous. I, I wonder if that's destroyers of data. Yeah, I wonder if that's just been taken off. Well, maybe. Well, because, well, just tell us what he said. He says uh, there's $2.3 trillion unaccounted for. $2.3 trillion unaccounted for in the Pentagon. And then the next day, 9-11 happened. Huh. Yeah. I'm t- uh, this is very interesting. Um, that's very interesting that that is just completely gone. Wow. Pentagon, the day before 9-1-1, Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld declared war. Not on foreign terrorists. The adversary is closer to home. It's the Pentagon bureaucracy. He said money wasted by the military poses a serious threat. In fact, it could be said that it's a matter of life and death. Rumsfeld promised change. But the next day, the world changed. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion. (laughs) Ah, how easily we forget. $2.3 trillion. Yeah, and that's been continuing. Have you seen that? And that was 10 years ago. Yeah, it's got to Ima- be up. Imagine what it is now. There were some uh, douche buckets on C-SPAN, they, some former generals, I, I didn't clip it, but uh, who received $80,000 to create a report based upon other reports. 
And uh, <clears throat> this congressman's interviewing him. A about- clip report. Yeah, really. This congressman's interviewing him about it, and he says, wait, you received $80,000 for this report, and these guys get so pissed off. Like, I served this country. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, that guy's time is up, and then the other douchebags come in. I just want to reiterate, we really appreciate the time to serve for your country. <laughs> everyone, everyone, the whole thing is so corrupt. Everyone just wants their little bit, their little bit of the pie just to suck off the government's teat. You're all a-holes. Clinton's for, right in front. Occupy the Clintons. <laughs> Occupy Hillary. I'm sorry. There's no room because the devil's already in there. King County law enforcement says drug treatment for low-level criminals works, and now it's taking a new approach to fighting street drug use. Prosecuting attorneys say drug courts can work, but law enforcement-assisted diversion program allows arresting officers to take minor offenders directly to rehab. There you go. There's another example of it. So we don't we we arrest you for smoking dope and take you straight to rehab. Who's paying for all that? Where does that money come from? Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. Might as well switch gears here. Okay. Jeremy Paxton got that minister on who called the Mormons a cult and right. had him re- repeat himself. This is the guy that... Uh, this, is pa- this is Paxton, the British guy? Yeah, off night news, whatever they call it. Night yeah, week, I, I like him. News. Right. Mormonism has never been considered a part of mainstream Christianity. Uh, Mormonism is not a problem to Mormons. And uh, the only problem is, is trying to confuse it with Christianity. Mormonism came 1,800 years after Jesus Christ and the church was established. It has its own human founder, Joseph Smith. It has its own set of doctrines. It has its own book of Revelation, the Book of Mormon. And uh, when I talked about Mormonism being a cult, I was talking about a theological cult. And uh, those uh, attributes I just mentioned qualified as a theological cult. I think Mormons are good people. They are moral people. But Mormonism is not Christianity. What do you fear if a, if a Mormon got the presidency? Oh, I don't fear anything if a Mormon is, a Mormon got the presidency. Uh, the fact is, uh, I have said that if the Republican candidate ends up being Mitt Romney, I probably would vote for him over Barack Obama. Because <laughs> he's a Muslim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give yourself a ding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant a ding. So, uh, anyway, so that, that, that's that. Okay, I need to start a new movement here. I heard it on C-SPAN. It's called Occupy C-SPAN. I think, uh, you know, the only reason I want this movement is so that I can be entertained because the only people watching C-SPAN are John C. Dvorak, Adam C. Curry, and I think 13 other people. Uh, As Leon Panetta sat down to testify to talk about how great the drones are. Thank you very much, uh, Chairman McKeon. (laughs) (laughs) General Suspend. You are murdering people! You are murdering people! Yeah! I'm murdering people! So what they do is actually interesting, and this goes on for quite a while. They have, um, you know, you have a little public section in these hearings, and uh, so they'll bring in ten people, and they're, they're, they're not, they don't come in at the same time, and they'll just wait, and then every single time Panetta starts again, it's like someone else stands up. You're murdering people! You're murdering people! And they drag that one out, and then it's like, the gentleman will resume. And then, you know, he starts, hey, we're really great. And uh, you're murdering people like the gentleman will suspend is great. And you, and you, and you and what's nice about C-SPAN, someone's directing this stuff. They'll switch cameras and you see the chairman, 
you know, of the on the committee, and he's like, oh, these people are so disruptive, such douchebags. Let us get on with our business. We have business to attend to here. And then Panetta, who's like, like, why do I have to be here? Do I have to be here? I want to be. Hillary doesn't go through yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Let Hillary do that. Uh, I just want to fly my drones. I want nothing to do with that. Um, I do have one out of the category. Uh, ABC really cranked it up a notch on the, uh, along with Starbucks, on the global warming front. Did you catch this report about coffee? No. Yeah, apparently, uh, if we, you know, you know, you know how they say sometimes, like, you know, the world is going to crap and everything's happening, and people go, huh, huh, and then it's like. And we're out of beer and everybody panics. So ABC basically does this type of uh, global warming hit piece with coffee. Coffee lovers, put your coffee cup down and brace yourself for what you're about to see. Maybe emotionally disturbing. An expert in the field has a dire warning. And ABC's Barbara Pinto has that story. Here men such as Juan Valdez handpick their coffee with pride. Imagine Juan Valdez without his beans. Just imagine if you hadn't run out of coffee. The taster's choice couple with nothing to taste. I wouldn't want to live in a world without coffee, to be honest with you. I'm double-fisted with my coffee here. <laughs> a workforce without its morning jolt of java. Legions of uncaffeinated zombies slogging through the day. This is probably my fourth cup of coffee today. So, I'd be pretty miserable. But the director of sustainability for Starbucks warned members of Congress this is no joke. Jim Hanna told the Guardian newspaper what we're really seeing 10, 20, 30 years down the road, if conditions continue as they are, is a potentially significant risk to our supply chain, which is the Arabica coffee bean. Hanna and this ad, run by the Union of Concerned Scientists, warn heavy rain, long droughts, and insect infestations linked to climate change Whoa! threaten the future of your morning joe. My panic, panic, panic! They're really grasping for straws now. Haven't all the climate change people already said that you can't reverse whatever's going on for the next thousand years? So what difference does it make? Yeah, and peak oil will solve the whole problem anyway. There you have it. Gotta love it. All right, what you got, John? Play us I'm out here. Done. You're done? You've got all kinds well, of stuff. I got, I got a... You know, how about the light squared? The light, I'm interested. I've been waiting for your light squared thing because I'm very oh, interested yeah, in that. Well, this, I thought this was kind of interesting. The light squared thing, I was listening to all the testimonies. Pretty, they got the light squared executive VP and a bunch of other people. And it's like the one clip I didn't get, unfortunately, I have this clip, was the clip that, that, that one of the uh, congressmen asked everybody on the panel, when did you first hear about this problem with GPS? And every one of them said, we read it in the newspaper only a few months ago. <laughs> oh and they all said that. And everyone said, yeah, I agree. I didn't hear anything about it. They never told us anything. So, I mean, this has become a big problem. But now they've got financial issues. Here's a, here's a guy oh, who's really? from uh, Missouri. And he's talking about the land that's under uh, this. Apparently, there's a, there's a high precision version of GPS, which is what Light Squared interferes with. The, the high precision version will... You can you can put an automated tractor down, and because of GPS, it will it won't vary more than a, you know two centimeters to, yeah. to to plow a field a mile long. Yeah, let me. I'll, ex I'll explain. I I can actually explain this from a technical standpoint uh, after the clip. 
Um, I haven't put any numbers per se, but uh, with one of the things with agriculture is all it is very time sensitive, and it's one of those things where if we can't get to everybody by springtime, then a producer could go and have the option. And, well, say, well, let me just give you an example. So in the state of Missouri, we have one we have one million acres underneath high accuracy RTK coverage. Okay, um, if you go and look at 180 bushels per acre times seven dollar corn. Say, for instance, those acres don't get go through and get planted, that will be $1.26 billion that the producers will have lost that year just for our 1 million acres that we have in the state of Missouri. Wow. What, I don't, what exactly did he say there? He said that they got a million acres that need this high-accuracy uh, RTK uh, technology. Oh, oh which I is see. Okay, The right. precision technology that will be interfered with by Light Squared, who, who has all they have all these excuses, uh-huh. including you know, and apparently some some secret documents they can't talk about, which also apparently is not good for them. And they claim, well, we'll just turn it down or we we'll turn it off. They, they, they're going to become this is not working out for them. And the FCC is the only people, and of course, is an Obama. There's a lot of Obama money involved here. Uh, that is supporting Light Squared, but Light Squared seems to be doomed, if you ask me. But if, if when you start bringing in one point two billion dollars or whatever the number mm-hmm. was per you know million acres, and there's millions of these acres, I mean the billions involved of lo- crop loss because of this technology and other crazy things that won't work. It's just this. This they're, they're not going to be able to get by. I'd be stunned if Light Squared. Uh, finds a way to get through this. The f- thing that I find kind of interesting about all of this, I, I do understand the light squared issue. Um, a couple of years ago, they started something called GNSS for your GPS. Uh, you know, so GPS is essentially not, the actual GPS signals are not going to be disrupted by anything because that's uh, essentially satellite technology, and you have a little GPS receiver, and it uh, focuses in on three to you know twelve satellites, or whatever, and it, it kind of pinpoints your position, which by design for civilian use is not accurate, right? That's that's been set up by design by the military. So then they implemented this GNSS thing, which was something which, uh, and this is an aviator talking, that has only been approved at a couple of airports where they put a um, a ground signal at the airport. And and a lot of people are like, you know, well, is this, because, you know, whenever you implement new, regula- <clears throat> new regulation in aviation, it costs a lot of money and people have to upgrade their equipment and their planes and especially small, you know, the general aviation guys, it costs a lot of money. So GNSS is essentially a little ground signal that your GPS then locks into and gives you a very accurate reading. And that is what will be disrupted by light squared because the frequencies are in the same band or close together. But it's not like everyone is using this GNSS. And the thing that gets me is all of this is completely unnecessary because we have a very fine system instrument-based system, which works perfectly, you know, when you are flying to the airport, there's a signal, um, you're, you're the oldest radios in the world that you have in your aircraft can lock onto it, it's called the locator, and it gives you the glide path, and you can glide right down, and you land in, uh, you know, 300 feet of mush, and you're going to land perfectly on uh, on the runway. None of this is needed. It's because they're trying to bring in all this new crap. Everyone's got an agenda. They're trying to put in the next generation stuff. It's not needed. It works fine as it has been working fine for 50 years. It's the same. T- it's literally the same technology they used in World War II, and it works great. 
And even this GPS precision stuff, it's not necessary and it's not implemented anywhere. So all of the whole discussion is moot. But uh, these, that's not true if you talk to the farmer. Well, I haven't talked to the farmer. You're just thinking about yourself. <laughs> well, isn't that what everybody's doing? Hey, do they have Flash? And uh, and, uh, <laughs> and that one um, black Marine who's the Republican, who I can't remember his name, who's always floating around, he did, he did ask the questions about, hey, what about the drones that we're going to have flying in exercises over in the Nevada desert? And if you don't, if they get interfered with, what happens when they are supposed to shoot their uh, yeah. target in the middle of the desert, and then they shoot some guy's house in the in the development outside of Vegas, or some guy's son? That would be really bad. So we're, anyway, well, we're screwed. This, this is not. I'm telling you this. I can't see Light Squared making it past the uh, the next layer. They're they're in trouble. All right, to wrap it up, uh, and I do want to play the long-legged Mac Daddy as the end-of-show clip just because he's so funny, if you agree, if you're okay with that. Oh, yeah, I love that clip. Okay, I got uh, I clipped it down to uh, 4 minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, but first, for all you slaves in the Los Angeles area, uh, thinking of wearing your hat when you're going out shopping, shut up, slave. We're testing the idea here. That's LAPD Captain Justin Eisenberg, who says if it works, it could be extended citywide. So far, it's a voluntary program where stores post signs asking customers wearing a hat, helmet, or a hoodie to take it off. If they refuse... Essentially, they'd be in violation of 602 of the Penal Code if they were, by their behavior, wearing a hoodie, refusing to remove it within the business establishment when being asked to do so. They could be in violation of 602, which is essentially trespassing within that business. This way, businesses and their video cameras could get a good look and hopefully deter crime. LAPD mm-hmm. officials say that though the city's overall crime rate is down, they are concerned about a string of robberies. So the only thing they're not mentioning is this is for the facial recognition system. That's why you have to take your hat off. So in the town that ha- that people love hats, we got hats for baseball caps, we got caps for our basketball teams, we got hoodies, you know, because we, we got gangs. We got uh, bicycle helmets. We got all hats, hats, hats. So we got hats for the hip hoppers. Can't wear your hats when you're shopping anymore because you violate Section 602, which is essentially trespassing. But what they're not mentioning is this is to uh, get the facial recognition going on uh, when you're shopping. I think what's happened here is the United States has just run out of places to have war. There's no more countries left, so we might as well do it here. Might as well have war on our own people. The United States, of course, also fighting wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Libya, Yemen, and Somalia. We also have a half a million troops deployed to, are you ready, 150 nations. In Libya, the U.S. State Department says it's planning to send dozens of former military personnel to Libya to help track down surface-to-air missiles from Muammar Gaddafi's stockpiles. The deployment, part of a $30 million program to secure weapons from the country's deposed leader. The American officials worry that if those could be used by terrorists to take down passenger jetliners. The announcement also comes as rebels engage in new fighting with Qaddafi loyalists in Tripoli for the first time since Qaddafi was forced into hiding in late August. The so-called time-limited, scope-limited military action in Libya that the president promised that was supposed to be lasting only days, not weeks or months, is now in its 209th day. Yeah, that's great, everybody. 209th day. No, it's days. Not weeks. It's just days. Not weeks. That's what he said. It's not going to be weeks. It's going to yep. be a lot of days. Days. Just days. Well, a matter of days. 209. 
Another depressing show. Dvorak.org slash NA. <laughs> so what is the success behind your formula? Uh, well, thank you very much for this podcast award. Uh, our success, we attribute it to uh, depressing people. <laughs> and uh, our production values, they're great. They're straight, they're straight up, man. We produce the show, we depress people, and then we tell them to send us money. Yeah. So we can do Works it all. Like a champ. We could do it all over again on Thursday. Uh, Noah, Noah Jenner producers update a uh, five minute uh, version coming up right after the end of show clip, which is the long legged Mac Daddy, Reverend Manning. It's just so joyful to listen to. Here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Southern California. Yay, in the morning, everybody. My name's Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where we're occupying the occupiers of the occupied, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. Either there's going to be a revolution, Patrick Henry style, in America, where where, uh, red-blooded, God-fearing, uh, Jesus-loving Americans are going to stand up and say, we're not going to take it no more. We're just not going to take it. And uh, there's going to be riots in the streets, worse than the riots in south-central Los Angeles after they acquitted uh, the, uh, the the cops that beat up Rodney King. Uh, you think that, you and that was black people riding. You haven't seen anything. And I'm not advocating killing and murder and stealing and robbing. That's not what I'm advocating. I'm just telling you what people are going to do. People are sick of this. People are tired of the long-legged Mac Daddy, you know, kicking them in the face every time he gets up lying to them. Then you got a bunch of, I don't know, suck-ups like the MSNBC News, ABC News, and all these media types, and everybody who's looking to be popular and get invited to the White House, sucking up to them all the time. It's sickening. I mean, it's downright sickening to watch this. Uh, you know, you're going to get these white folk all riled up here. I'm going to tell you something. They're going to come in, the, the, the white folk get riled up, you know. They're going to, they're going to, members of the NRA going to come into the black neighborhoods. I'm telling you. You know, the people going to people just tired of this. You, the, the, you know, p- white people are being pushed around, kicked to the curb, having their rights denied, being called a racist, being walked on, watching their tax dollars go to fund all kind of drug sales, prostitution, illegal immigration. I mean, the, I mean y'all going to push these white folk till they can't take it no more. I'm telling you, you fool around here with Obama. You're going to let this long-legged Mac Daddy push these white folk. They're going to come up out of Tennessee and come up out of Oklahoma, come up out of Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, come up out of Oregon and come out of Idaho, California. I'm telling y'all, you're pushing these white folk and you're pushing them. Your long-legged Mac Daddy's pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And they're going to get, listen, you're going to push people to the point where they're not going to take it no more. These white folk are not going to take it. You're taking their tax money. You're closing down their jobs. You're shutting down their banks. You're telling them what they can and cannot do. You're giving billions of dollars to Acorn. You're taking their tax money and giving it to people to buy drugs. You're killing babies and you won't stop. You're telling lies and you're demoralizing our nation. You're destroying everything that has made this nation great. White folk getting ready to rise up. They don't want to take it no more. And I'm joining them. Oh, doggone it. I am. 
I mean, and it's just an insult. It's one thing to have a president that you're okay, all right, he's Republican, you're a Democrat, you're a Democrat, he's Republican, you disagree on policy. But this man is destroying what God loves. He's destroying, he's destroying the fabric and the fiber of the nation. And he's no, he is a prolific, if you will, liar and killer and murderer. Spiritually. Politically. I'm telling you, you're going to see an uprising in this nation. And it won't be long now. I mean, you just can't keep pushing folk the way Obama's pushing white folk and the way black folk are pushing white folk. You can't keep doing that. I'm telling y'all, you better find a way to either get rid of Obama or you, these, these folk are going to rise up at the sound of a bird. They're going to rise up when the sound of the grinding is low. They're going to rise up when, long, when mortars go to their long home. Wherever the silver cord be loosened or the gold be, golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be broken at the fountain. I'm telling you, these people, white folk, they, they have had it. Adios, mofo. Dvorak.org slash N-A.